back to the Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, a Star Wars novel, Jay. And doing it as always is my co-host, the same novel but with a different cover, Z. How are we doing today, Z? Oh, pretty good. Like that one? Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I don't I don't really appreciate how about half the intros are just like subtle digs at me, but <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> well, you know, I'm the one who writes that's, them, I, so I'm not gonna write subtle digs on myself. I, I, no? Now that, that I understand. <laughs> I think maybe. Let me float this one by you. What if they were subtle digs about <laughs> neither of us? Or just non-subtle oh digs? God, you, you fucking snowflakes. No, no. Don't worry. The rest, that's, that's the last one I've written. So uh, the rest of them that I have written, and probably from here on out, I probably won't do digs. Because those are really, I've done all, right. all the big ones. That's good. You I think, think yeah, it could least. get much worse. Are you going to say they're going to be non-subtle digs? They're <laughs> just going to be like, and a dumb like, fuck. You, I, I'm your host, Zach's dumb fucking head. My co-host, that dumb fucking Jay. body. How you doing yeah. today? Zach's stupid no. fucking voice and his co-host is the horrible personality. His his horrible takes and grating uh, voice. Well, Jack, we've got some exciting news right out the front, don't we? We want to talk about, Jack, the announcement of Zack Snyder's Justice League Nightmare. Wait, that, is that real? Uh, that. April Fool's. Uh, I got your ass. Oh. You really did. I was like, wait a minute. I thought please. that'd be upsetting to you. I thought that would cause you great distress. <laughs> it did. Like I was like, oh no, wait, no. please. They're letting him do another one? No. Oh god. No, it, can't, it can't be. No. Stop him. Stop him. That um the, the Snyderverse has like a lot of fan support and like enjoyment, so that means they'll never do it again, probably. So we're safe. Thank God. I'll never see a it real again. thing that happened this week is that Moon Knight started. Disney it did start. To much, it's the highest-rated opening Marvel show. I can see that ever. I can, I can see that for sure. Me too. Uh, just off the bat, yeah, me too. Enjoyed it. Thought it. Was I think good. this was really like kind of interesting. And Chris Stuckman's review, and he mentioned this, so I'm stealing this little from him. But this is the first Marvel TV show that's truly about like a new character that is being introduced by the show, which I didn't really like fully considered until he said that. Oh yeah, yeah, right. You're right. And so. In that way, it actually has to be more of a traditional pilot because it has to actually get you on board with this character in a way that the other ones did not have to do because the other ones were characters we already knew from the movies and stuff. And that's, I think that's a a good observation. And it's definitely true is that I think this one has a stronger opening than a lot of the other ones. And I think the other kind of side of that is that it is a little more distinct from the standard kind of Marvel formula. in a lot of ways. Because I think, you know, as much as we enjoy them, some of those other shows definitely fall more into just the standard kind of uh, Marvel superhero tropes at this point. Whereas this one, and I would say WandaVision is the same way. They're they're distinct from that. They're like really kind of something new for the the universe. And this one, mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's like there's not a ton of action in this first episode. There's not a ton of like comic booky sci-fi fantasy stuff really at all until like towards the very end there. Yeah. To like, and it's a lot of like character end. stuff and there's like this psychological aspect it's very like uh, fight club almost right in the way that they mm-hmm. handle like the dual personality stuff and uh yeah i i think i thought it was really interesting and like much more engaging than your standard stuff because it's like this is just a show um i saw i've seen people compare it more so to like the netflix marvel stuff and i would agree with that that as well as like it's it's got that kind of eye, which is just it's it's about Moon Knight, and it's just Moon Knight doing Moon Knight stuff, and this you know we have to explain mm-hmm. to you who he is and what he's about and and all that, and uh, yeah, what I think it, I think it's great. 
Yeah, I, I liked uh, the opening was interesting with uh, Ethan Hawke's character Arthur Arthur Harrow. I think that's mm-hmm. his last name, right? So I thought that was I thought was an uh, interesting opener to start with uh, the villain, like a kind of a cryptic opening, and like to get you interested to be like, well, what's this guy putting glass in his shoes? Why is he all this? And then British Oscar Isaac, yeah. <laughs> being so British for a little bit. That, uh, uh, so Ethan Hawke is just like a follower of a different Egyptian god, which I guess in retrospect makes a lot of sense. It's pretty easy yeah. route to go with that, right? Mm-hmm. You're the not bringing too many stuff. Like, different concepts in the one episode or anything, which which is good. It makes sense, right? So yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the scales are neat and all that. Like he's judging people. I thought traditionally that Anubis did that after you died, but what do I know, Jack? Yeah, the the guy he's talking about is the one that eats your heart when Anubis oh, judges who it. Eats the heart. Like okay. he's yeah. So he puts your heart in this gun. He's like, "Let's see, fella." And then it, if it's bad, if it's heavy, it gets eaten, and then you go to Egyptian hell, I think, or whatever their like bad afterlife is, or like the neutral one. It's sometimes some some religions don't have like hell; they just have like a real like gray neutral zone you go to and like wander well, that's for what, eternity. Like, the Greek is like the underworld. Like everyone goes there, whether you're yeah, good the, or it's not like a hell heaven thing. It's just a yeah. And there's like hell and heaven in the there's like sections that are better than others. Most people just go to like the weird gray fields. You're just like a nobody spirit forever. That's right. Uh, Have you read the Cain Chronicles, Jack? I read all. I read of the those. first book. I, remember, and I, I like hardly them. got through it. I feel like they don't have quite. They don't have quite the never uh, enduring like popularity that Percy Jackson did. Very interesting. I thought it was interesting that he did a different route with it, where he's like instead of just doing demigods again. And that's it's kind of the same. Some of the same themes that are carried over into the Moon Knight kind of stuff, where it's like and a lot of ancient greek stuff it's all about like demigods and like you know all these greek like every greek here you can think of right it's like a demigod for the most part like hercules and fucking Percy and jason and all this jason but in um greek they or in egyptian they seem to do this thing with like avatars more often and that's present in the king chronicles and it's present in this obviously uh in moon knight here so yeah good on i, I found that stuff interesting every every weird nerd kid has a yeah. phase where they in like middle school they're in into mythology. Love mythology. History class. When you get oh, to yeah. that in history class, you're like, oh my God, I know all about the underworld. I mean, I know. All, and then when you classmates like a presentation about a Greek god, and you're like, well, actually, that's wrong. That's not actually quite. Depends on which version of mythology that. you're going. That, that's more the Roman interpretation, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, it's Heracles. Hercules is the Roman. That, bother, name. that does actually bother me sometimes. It is Heracles. Hmm? Hmm? Is that so much to ask? Just, just say Heracles? I don't think so. I don't know. But you said so you said so. we switched over to to uh, goofy British Oscar Isaacs. I, that is something I will say because up till now I've been very critical of the goofy British voice. Um, I actually don't think it stood out very much <laughs> at all in the actual episode. Um, it's because we knew to expect it, so like right. it wasn't a surprise for one thing. Mm-hmm. And there were other people doing British accents all around, so it wasn't just like the only guy. Exactly. Um, it's still you know he's still doing a bit of like a thing, but it's like I don't know. I guess it's how some British people just sound. He's not doing like a you know, absolute caricature, I would say. He's not, he's not doing a Dick Van Dyke, which is like the, the paragon of cartoony British accent. mostly accents. just sounds like a guy, so good on him. Um, And yeah, again, within the context of England, and you hear it a bunch, it, you definitely ease more into it, I would say, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. He works at a, a museum, and I noticed that he has a very big apartment for someone who works as a gift shop clerk. Attic apartment. I guess that's true. He's real high up, but it, it seems like he had a lot of room. A lot of, a lot of, just a lot of things. I think that's just a, a movie thing, isn't it? 
TV show movie. Also, there well, also the other he side is. of that could be that there's like more at work there. Yeah, yeah. could have like money coming in, but he doesn't really. That's know just about. a general movie kind of thing. Everyone lives in like weird, interesting, quirky apartments and all that. When it's like really, most people should be living in like two bedroom studios or like two room studio apartments and shit because mm-hmm. housing is expensive. It's and horrible. Yeah, London's like it's insane. A, so like, yeah. Oh yeah, but so he just goes about his day. He's just like a normal, normal guy, from what he can tell. He calls his mom every morning. He gets yeah. postcards. He has weird insomnia episodes, and he, he ties himself it to the seems bed. Seems like that, you know. By the end of the episode here, the conclusion that we we come to, right, is that it's all him switching to his other personality. Well, I guess it, I guess the, so. That's the question, Jack. That's that's one of the questions this episode poses. Is like where where did the different personalities kind of come from? Right. And I would say at first I had a thought at one point, I was like, oh, my thought, my theory there for a minute in the middle of this episode was that Khonshu had stolen this man's body to give it to Mark Spector to to be his agent on Earth. Right. Because as we talked about a couple weeks ago, uh, that is that is traditionally like Mark Spector's origin as Moon Knight is that he dies at like the feet of this statue and then, then Conchu's like alright I'll bring you back and make you my avatar and I thought maybe they're like okay Conchu brings him back but he can't revive his body so he puts his like soul into a different body and like just kind of fucking steals it but I would say by the mm-hmm. end of the episode I kind of moved away from that because yeah I definitely think he, he's just in his head like he's that's like yeah, I think so, because there seems to be a couple of things by the end of the episode that point to him not having a real like life Essentially, right? Um, it would like mm. between his mother never calling him, right? Yeah, and no one's ever responding to him. He's always leaving voicemails. I saw somebody point out on Reddit that the postcard letter things he gets from his mother look like they're from his gift sh- museum gift shop, as in Mark is like buying them and doing that all. The like yeah, the I mean, that he has planned or something that he's like yeah. a vegetarian. That was Stephen's a vegetarian, but he's like, well, why would you? Why would you plan a date at a steakhouse? So yeah, there's a couple things that seem to just that like the stuff that Steven seems to be about like doesn't actually exist almost. And so he's just a personality mm. within his head there, which is an interesting route because like I would say normally the Moon Knight, his personalities have like utility to him. And this one doesn't right, yeah, they- seem to really, which is interesting. I, I'm, I'm curious to see how they go with that because usually it's like, you know, they all have different roles. Where it's like, okay, this is the this is the main brawler guy. This is Moon Knight. Like, this is the the cabbie guy, and he's useful for this purpose and stuff. But this is like, it literally seems like this guy's just kind of a hindrance to them. So I'm curious to see how that like mm-hmm. comes about. Yeah, it, it is interesting because Stephen is just kind of a bumbling fool, and he doesn't have any real control, and he can't doesn't he, he doesn't know mm-hmm. about Conchu, but he feels like he should because Mark and Conchu clearly like know each other and are in agreement on what to do and country's like mark you got to come out like i don't want to talk to this guy come out and do something because mm-hmm. i need you to do it but i guess country doesn't have any control to switch him back like there's a lot of things that i guess have to yet to be explained yeah. which i oh, guess yeah. is the point he, he can't just take over he takes over in times when he needs to but he can't do it yeah, all the time kind of like agreement like with the bat i would seem yeah to switch over or like a reluctance because like obviously every time he switches in the episode when he suddenly just wakes up after doing a bout of violence which right before he like right as he gets out of his depth like Mark yeah. snaps in and fixes it and then he snaps back out so it's 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 weird I obviously they're gonna have to explain a little bit more I think they can't go like so long with this right like 
Especially because is mm-hmm. is this one a six a sixer? So like yeah, they don't have as much episodes. time to mess around with it as they did in even say like Wandavision. So I don't think they're gonna drag it out very much. If I had to guess, I would say like this is gonna get resolved within like well not resolved, but like we're gonna get the Re- Moon Knight backstory, like the Mark Spector side of it, next episode. If I had I could be wrong, but right, yeah. I would say it's gonna come about pretty soon here of like we see okay this is how this all came to be because you just can't drag it out too long when you're only dealing with six episodes right because like i said this one this first episode has almost no like actiony comic booky stuff they really kind of like keep this whole like yeah which is in- interesting but i wouldn't want that to be the whole show no no yeah i think we maybe we'll even get like what happened from mark's perspective yeah. and getting the beetle yeah. kind of like get to Germany, I think he's in, he gets to Germany or he gets to Switzerland. Some well, somewhere they they they're speaking yeah. German, and the truck has German on it. But European countries are so close to each other; it it could be anywhere within the vicinity see, of Germany. Uh, you see, Idlewise from England in the in the grass there. Oh well, there you go. But what do you think of? Um, I guess we talked about a little bit. What I was gonna say, I guess the end. I guess I didn't love at the end when he switches into Moon Knight how they don't show him beating up the monster. I I didn't love that part when it cuts out because usually when it would cut out on the other times episode we just wouldn't see Mark at all and this time we see him you know transform into the Moon Knight costume because that weird symbiote thing it likes to do with like wrappings and they beat the monster mm-hmm. off screen I don't, I don't know if I was a huge fan of yeah I agree with me I don't think it would have been much of a fight though I mean like it was just kind of like a weird jackal dog monster thing right it's kind of like it was a big threat to like Stephen yeah, Grant true. but like Moon Knight should be able to just kind of pummel it he's got arms and shit you know it's just a dog thing after all. And he got yeah. his moon magic, so I think that kind of worked though as like a scene. I really like that idea of like they're talking to each other, and Mark is like, "Hey, listen, you gotta let me in, or we're gonna die." And then he does, and he he does the Moon Knight thing, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and watching that camera, uh, I liked. I did think Alec Ethan Hawk that he was pretty good. We talked a little bit about him. He's like draining power from him, like a vampire. Is I wonder is. It seems like is he? I wonder if he, is he storing that power to use and do magic with? I wonder, or is he just like just like you take your life's away and I give it to like to re, like to release um oh what the fuck is that god's name? I don't remember the the god he worships. The goddess he worships. Emmett? I don't remember its name, but Emmett? whatever it is. Yeah, I think. It, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that one. There's a couple things like I thought. I did think in the middle there when he gets back from that trip and he he wakes up and he thinks oh it was all like a nightmare type thing right and then he just goes about his day mm-hmm. i thought that was kind of silly because i'm like surely he should have noticed right before he got to that point that it was the wrong day I mean, maybe not but i guess if you think about it but yeah i feel like there have been other clues throughout his day to be like it's not it's sunday but not, i guess you just friday yeah i don't know maybe not but um i will say like his acting has been it was really solid in this episode like some of the actual character beats like i saw well, people point out and i agree that that scene there at the restaurant where he's like when he like um resigningly like orders the steak and it's just like whatever man and he's all like sad like that's done pretty well and it's like both you know it's this double like yeah he's obviously kind of upset that he missed his date and look like an idiot but he's also upset because he's like what the fuck is wrong with me like what what is going on here like and he's really you know he's why am i having like, my a life crisis there that that's you know it's a good bit of like just facial acting out of uh oscar isaac yeah um so we got there's some like some some easter eggs some things that are relevant more so in the comments here. Oh, you gotta love the 50 that, that you may have missed that i may have missed he finds that phone in his vent and it's clearly mark's phone right and he's been getting calls from uh layla right so yeah, i think it's layla. I, 
apparently that's not his girlfriend's name from the comics, but I would say the implication is that she's, I would assume she's going to be basically the same kind of character. Layla Miller is a character from comics, but she's not a Moon Knight adjacent. She's like an X-Man. She's involved in like House mm-hmm. of M and all that. So I can't imagine they're going to be her. I'm going to guess that they're just replacing his girlfriend with that character's name. Who is in the comics, his girlfriend is the daughter of the archaeologist that he's there with on that dig in, in Egypt. So mm-hmm. I assume that's that's what's going on there. They just replaced yeah. her. Now, do you think he'll go to Egypt? I know there's a lot of the sh- shots of the show where they're in Egypt. Do you think he'll go there I, next or or like stay in London for another episode or so? Or I feel like episode? maybe Egypt will be flashback. Mm, okay, I could be that wrong. makes sense. I, I would like to see a flash. I gotta imagine we're gonna get a flashback at some point, right? Surely. Yeah, I mean, we kind of, I mean, kind of have to just to see how this, just to see how this all happened, like you said, like from Mark's perspective, getting mixed up with Kanchu, why Mark can like talk to Kanchu, mm-hmm. but Stephen can't. Where did, where did Stephen even come from? Yeah. If he's part of Mark's head, like what produces this kind of personality that can't really do anything is kind of useless. Kind of like a, oh, I'm, I'm Steve and I work at a Yeah, it's, it's weird to have this fully formed like guy just pop out of nowhere. But the other thing I was going to say is that in his phone, you see one of the people who tried to call him in the sea of everything else is, is it Duchamp? Duchamp? Oh, I, I think it is Duchamp. Who I is yeah. Frenchie, the guy I've always talked about, who is his French butler. He's he's uh, Moon Knight's Alfred. He's the Moon Knight's nice. Alfred. Gotta love it. Man. Maybe he'll have yeah, Moon like, Alfred. So we we talked about this and it I would say nothing in the in the first episode here has like dissuaded me from it but I think that they're leaning more so into the like supernatural magic side of things than like the Batman stuff and like I saw people this week being like oh I don't even know why people say that Moon Knight is like Marvel's Batman he's like totally different it's like yeah but he also and sometimes he really is very similar <laughs> like come on like my yeah, first introduction exactly. to him to Moon Knight was the 2006 run which was by um charlie huston and david finch and that run definitely leans into the batman side of things i would say because like it's it's very grounded for the first couple issues of like moon knight just hits the streets every night he beats the shit out of criminals he's got a moon copter he's got a sidekick frenchie he goes back to his mansion at the end of the night and fucks his girlfriend and he's all about it he just beats dudes up there's no like magic really to speak of he just is throwing moon orangs mm. and beating the shit out of like th- armed thugs like that's all he's about right so i feel like that side of things is definitely very batman-y and i don't know why anyone would argue it to be honest like that's what it is yeah it's it seems it seems pretty like uh nitpicky or petty to be like well it's not quite batman because he he doesn't do this i'm like well it's it's all the the basic bones they lately they've moved away from that with like leaning more heavily well i they did have the multiple personality stuff back in the day it's it's one of those things with comic characters where they just they ebb and flow all the time across the decades of like which particular aspects of a character a writer is going to lean into at any given period in time right recently they've brought back the whole mm. multiple personalities thing in a big way so i would say that defines him more so now than just the moon Knight or the batman knockoff but if we're being honest like you know that that's just the way comics go like every single <laughs> pretty much comic character that you can name has a alternate in the other in the you know whether it's dc or marvel like it it always goes vice versa so it just is what it is yeah and like yeah the nature of and i understand why people get upset because it's kind of reductive just be like well that's marvel's blank or dc's blank but sometimes it's kind of the reality but yeah 
we 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 made that joke a while back, but I don't think they're going to be doing a Mooncopter, unfortunately. But I would like it if Frenchie appears. I think I heard that he was cast, so I think he is going to be in it. And actually, right. Oh, and there's also that there's also that other actor who's a who's like a Midnight something Midnight? who passed away. Like yeah, I know what you're... Midnight Man. Is that... Yeah, so he, I think it's Midnight Man. So yeah, he'll show that. up as well. So we got a couple couple more characters to introduce along. So we. So I assume that's what? That's like three more on top of the two kind of we already have. We got Ethan Hawks, Arthur, and Oscar Isaac's Stephen Mark mm-hmm. buddy. And so about five mages. That's pretty good. I wonder if Ethan Hawk will get any goons of import of mild importance or he'll just be like just the avatar of the Crocodile Lady. Been cast? Yeah, she is. Okay. So she's going to be in it. Well, she's, sp- oh, of course she's been cast. She speaks on the phone. Of course she's in it. So she'll be around. Apparently, yeah. there's a lot of a lot of people seem to think she might be the Layla Miller from the comics. I really, I hope not. I think that'd be very strange route to go is to just have her be a mutant or some kind of mutant adjacent. I hope that's not what they're doing. Um, but yeah, what else are you really gonna say? Like I said I hope I hope Frenchie shows up. That'd be neat. Or like I said, I think he is gonna show up. So I guess the question is gonna be how how uh, closely he gets like involved in the actual story. If he'll just be a side thing, because I want to say traditionally he's yeah. he's also in. He's part of his origin as well. Like he's there as well when he's when he's killed by Bushman. I guess that's a question. Do we think Bushman's going to show up? Because it's like Moon Knight's like arch enemy. I don't think he will. Arch enemy. I think it could kind of work. Like on the one hand, I feel like maybe people would not like that. Like if you just had this guy in the origin who just like kills him and and sets him on this path, but then does not actually show up to be like a main villain of the of like the actual series. I could, on the one hand, I could see how that'd be weird, but on the other hand, like, that kind of is just how things go, you know? Like, your origin doesn't have to be associated yeah. with every single thing you do forever, right? So. Right, just how, how you got to that point. So just to have, like, an mm-hmm. inciting incident, and then that guy screws off, because he's kind of, like, leveled up to, like, you know, dealing with God stuff. Just a regular guy called Bushman. Bushman. Bushmaster? Bushman. Different guy. Bushman. They're a different guy? There's, a, there's yeah. Bushman and Bushmaster? Yeah. Bushmaster's a lot. the Luke Cage show in season two. But yeah, yeah, Bushman's just like a, a different mercenary. So like, I think that could totally work. He cut the, he cut his face off at one point. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, he's all about it. He like Joker did? No, Joker did that too. Moon Knight cut his face off. Oh, no. Moon Knight cut. He didn't yeah, cut his yeah. own face off. That's I guess that's in that run I was just talking better? about. Um, Khonshu appears to him as this guy, which is kind of interesting. Like that's the form yeah. that he takes to like kind of scare Moon Knight into lying more. It's not like I think the bird headed guy is like a more recent version of it yeah interpretation yeah because all the more recent comics i see it's just yeah whereas bird head in the in the older stuff it was like in the older stuff he just looked like a traditional like i'm a god a god looking dude just in like robe he kind of just looks like moon knight to be totally honest a lot of times he's just wearing like a cloak and a Mm. hood and he's got a, a scepter but yeah recently they've done the whole bird head version which is which is cool it's neat it works yeah, um, it's unique. One thing I will say is that during that car mm-hmm. chase scene he has down the mountain, the effects weren't always yeah, the best. There was a couple. Uh, I thought. I know. So I know some people I know were talking about, it and they pointed out that the effects sometimes fall apart in some places. Not not to like super effects, but I mean, when I watched it, I could tell that like, he was probably this driving part because it doesn't look all quite as crisp. But I mean, that's one kind of small thing, and and overall pretty. I will say though, that's any. It was definitely interesting. An interesting scene. This idea, like him, you know, just like coming to having done like something kind of awful, like just killing five men, and then he's just like, "Oh, oh, I'm back." 
Yeah. Back, and he's like drops the gun. He's, he's like yeah, he's backwards exactly. all of a sudden. He, he, he pulled off like one of those maneuvers. Stuff like that is interesting. I would say so. I hope I do say I do hope though that if not the next episode, maybe they want to drag this out like one more episode. But at some point, you know, I want to see him actually doing the stuff. You know, like it's it's kind of a mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's kind of a fun like you know moment to do once. But you know, you don't you don't want the whole show to be like show don't tell or opposite of and, you know yeah it's like. Tell don't you? Just like, yeah, this is what happened. Yeah, he's, he he did. He killed all those people horribly. Don't worry about uh, it. But yeah, so I I I really enjoyed it. I'm excited for the rest of this. Like I said, I was a little jokey hard on it leading up to it because I like Moon Knight a lot. He's one of my favorite like D tier comic characters. But I think they're doing right by him so far. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't have that much of an attachment to D list characters uh, like you do, but uh. I definitely think they're doing them doing pretty well, and I'm excited. Stuff's gonna hinge on the on the origin for me. Yeah, I think it'll kind of be for a lot of people at least. Probably not us because we'll probably if it's oh, solid yeah, enough, yeah. probably like whatever. But I feel like cause, because it's a new character from like just for the shows, it'll start to be like, all right, was this gonna be worth it? I feel like a lot of people said, like, well, do we need this character for a show? If it didn't, if he wasn't gonna get a movie, mm-hmm. why show him? Kind of thing. I feel like that might go through uh, people's heads. So I think if this show can really can stick that landing, a lot more people who are like you know on the on the fringe or on the fence about this kind of See, stuff. See, but will he's get gonna more be uh, he's gonna be in the Midnight Suns that we we talked about. He's doing it. He's That's hanging true. out with Blade and fucking. There's there's apparently there's a Halloween special they're gonna for Marvel. People think Blade's gonna be in, so maybe it'll be Midnight a Midnight Suns. Sun, get after it. Get get Harrington. Get Oscar Isaac. Or Hershali. Have him hang out. Have him have a grand old time. Go. A grand old time, a Just gay old really, time. Really have a have a go of it. Can think of anything else to say about? Um, this oh, episode? one thing I wanted to address. Not, not, Apparently, some people were disappointed by there not being enough brutal action in this first one. Um, I would say like I, I would say I got about as much as I expected. I would say for one thing, mm-hmm. there wasn't that like the whole point of this episode was to kind of like not show you action intentionally. So in that sense, we didn't get a lot of it. But that's like you know. It was the point, but the, point. Some, the the burst that we did get was like I don't know. He's like shooting people in the head and shit, or like off screen shooting people in the head or whatever, right? Again, that's yeah, cool. yeah he comes to and amulet. there's like four dead people around him. Like I don't think they shot away from it too too much. I will say I think maybe the uh, the people behind this like set themselves up for failure a little bit because they kept hyping up how much violence it was going to have so much, right? Like. I don't mm-hmm. think people were expecting that kind of level out of it until everyone was like, oh my God, it's so brutal. You don't even know. You guys aren't even ready for how brutal this, this show's yeah. going to be. And then people are like, oh, shit, I guess it's going to be crazy. Ooh. And so now if it's anything short of that, they're going to be like, well, this is just kind of standard. Yeah, if you just hadn't said anything, I probably would have been a little, little even even a little impressed. Kind of kept quiet. People would have been pleasantly like, like, oh, wow, they they kind of they didn't really pull the punches on this one. There's some, there's some action to this. But instead, you like expect Expecting people to see the next Saw movie in there or something, they're gonna be like, Ugh. but I would say it's good. I would agree. I, just I think there's some pretty yet, right? even even on screen stuff when the people get crushed by the yeah, cars. Oh yeah. and I feel the like there's more blood than we normally get and stuff. They're going into it, which is oh yeah, again very on brand for Moon Knight. He, he'll kill a dude for sure. Oh, he loves doing. It. He's all about it for Kanshu. He'll kill people all night and day. He doesn't. He, he almost he'll use guns. He'll kill. Oh yeah, he's all about guns because he was a fucking mercenary. <laughs> he doesn't really need to use them anymore as Moon Knight because it's just not what his jam is, but. He has in the um in the Age of Ultron comic when like the world's gone to shit. He's just got a gun. He's just running around fucking shooting people. Nice. Like, that's how he's dealing with it. <laughs> that's how he's getting through. He's just shooting <laughs> bandits and Ultron bots and shit with just, just an M16. Like he doesn't give a shit. Just just a, 
a healthy way to release stress. It's the apocalypse or whatever. He's like hanging out with Black Widow in that comic, and they're like running around just shooting shit. It's good stuff. You think he'll call Dracula a big fucking nerd? He'll probably call Dracula a big fucking nerd. He'll probably throw a bunch of like beetles and moonerang things out and say random random bullshit go. Bullshit He's go. gonna say all this. He'll ones. say he'll do it. He'll fall down and be battered. He'll get up and say, "Let's get this bread." He'll uh, call Spider-Man a loser or whatever. Yeah, he'll he'll talk about how he doesn't do team ups around other superheroes. And Spider-Man will point out, "Well, you're doing a team up right now." And they'll say, who asked you anyway? All those fake comic panels are definitely going to come through in this one. For sure. It's funny. Everybody's like, are these real? It's like, no, of course they're not real. What? They're almost never real. Anytime you see one of those comic panels that you're like, this is crazy. It's probably just not real. They just say a thick Johnson meant like a firm handshake back then. It's just Captain America and Iron Man talking about their talking about thick Johnsons. It's like, no, that was probably fake guys. Because they had innuendo back in 1980. Like, biggest one where um, it's a real one that, that gets passed around a lot is the one from a Spider-Man comic. Saran is like, I didn't want to cure cancer. I wanted to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> that one's real. That one's a good oh, yeah. one. Other than that, that's a great one. But it's it's only it's a one real one. The sea of falsehood. So how can you even trust it? Right, move on because you know we'll have five more weeks of this. Okay. Um, the whole like the well, we're really trying to like approach mental health in a real way i i gotta just like disagree with that i think i've already mentioned this before but this show definitely actually seeing it has not changed my opinion he's not that's not an accurate depiction of anyone's real like mental health i'm sorry but that's not that's not how that works we've talked mm-hmm. about this before have we said this on the show but like yeah like disassociative identity disorder is week. like maybe not even real it's like a it's it's a tenuous yeah, it's like the controversial diagnosis, even within the community. There's never really been like, there's not a lot of solid examples. And I've, I've read before about how like some of the most solid examples we have are from doctors who basically like encourage the behavior in their patients so that they could like have something to fucking point to, which is pretty fucked up, right? Right about this whole idea. Yeah. This is to me, this is truly like purely Hollywood, right? The idea of like you literally pass out and then you come oh, to and you're like oh the other me did a bunch of activities that's, that's literally some fight club shit i can't right? believe like, this that's that literally this is the mm. fucking plot to fight club at points it's interesting it's cool to watch it's you know it is good for hollywood i would say but i just i just think people shouldn't act be like man this is real life it's not really, wake yeah, up and be a mercenary like no that doesn't that doesn't make any fucking sense yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna tie an ankle thing around my post and put sander on my bed to make sure i don't leave. i think it was so that if he sleptwalk he would know because he's thinking he's sleepwalking oh, and just like mindlessly walking about right so he'll be like oh my step so when he wakes up and the sand's not gone the sand's not disturbed he's like oh i guess i was cool last night the problem is that he hasn't considered that he's you know another intelligent personality is hijacking the body yeah so would, clear mark specter is like all right let me put back the fucking sand let me oh fuck i forgot to get fish i gotta go buy a new Oop, fish put the tape on the door Go down to the pet store, buy a new fish for him. We can find a fish. All right, fuck. I gotta, uh, I gotta, I gotta put this strap back on my stupid leg. Okay, all right, here we go. All right, fair enough. Go to sleep. I'm gonna be Stevie now. I'm gonna break up and be oh, British. Yeah. A fate worse than death, I think. Waking up and being British. Body of a man pretending to be British. Awful. He probably eats beans and toast. Having to deal with that. that. That's basically hell, I think. Can you imagine if Stevie likes a toast sandwich? Oh, I couldn't even conceive. Oh God. Beans and toast. Beans and toast. Ooh, I can't, he's Jack, he's I can't not even, going to the dentist. Let's move on. 
I won't. I, I, sorry, listeners. I'm, I'm sorry this is gra- too graphic for you. All right. Let's act attack out of good old Moon Knight. Battle Morbius. Morbius. Much worse. Marvel Starring film. Jared Leto. And they and they got poor Matt Smith. I didn't know they did that to the movie. And I was like, they got poor Matt Smith to do this? I did not know that till I watched it. We knew it wouldn't be good, though. Did anyone ever think it would be good? I mean, we all knew. It's just about what you'd expect. Really, frankly, like, it's just about the quality yeah. level. We, we talked about this before, but it's very similar to Venom 2 for me in that it's not, like, hor- like truly, like, laughably, offensively bad or anything. It's not, like, really it's not like The Room with Tommy Wiseau. That's almost worse. Because you almost wish it was just like laughably like comical. But it's really not. It's just kind of bad. It's, it's just like mediocre yeah, on every level. It's not very good. It's just like an... Not, 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 see, not to be an internet guy to over-repeat everything, but it's just kind of mid. Quite mid. Just indeed. Like, I don't even... I, it, to be honest, I really don't have that like strong of opinions on most of this. I don't know how much discussion we can really irk out of this but like i so one thing i'll we'll talk about when we open is that like they kind of start out i guess a little strong you know they establish like him wanting to help out um matt smith's character yeah actually but like i don't know i just don't feel like they they they, feel, they set it up in a weird way because they have matt smith's character meet like they show shots of him entering the building and then show shots of Michael's character later. Yeah. Like he's like the side character. So for a second, it's confusing on who's who. It's like, wait, who's in charge? And then when he leaves, you do a lo- another scene of Matt to like show how he struggles without Morbius mm-hmm. around, which is whatever. Um, the scene the line that I fucking hate in the beginning when he's capturing all the bats is just when they say, do you need a doctor? And he says, I am a doctor. Not the answer to that question, buddy. If you if I if I if a doctor gets stabbed, he doesn't he, he can't just he can't heal himself with magic. It's like no no, please I have a medical degree. I'll just steal your life force and heal myself. No, like I, I didn't like it. Why does he reject the Nobel Prize? What's with that little girl? Why does she never come up again? That she that he puts That's into a, a very coma. Good point. Is that little girl still in a coma? Think of that. that just never comes up again. No, they establish him like giving the little girl all these little things and is like taking care of her because she's hmm. got a blood disease like he does. He creates fake blood. What? Why does he make? What does that even? What does that mean? Fake blood? Why is it blue? He. So the science of this. So basically, how he does experiment is that he takes a dead bat and he takes a random organ out of it. I don't even know what organ he's taking out. The stomach, maybe, to digest the blood. He places it in a vial with God knows what chemicals in there. He puts it in a centrifuge and spins it. That's not how any of that works. And then he puts it in a, and then he puts it in a mouse, and the mouse dies immediately, and then it revives itself. But I don't get what he's doing. How is that making him a, a, a like a hybrid? What is what is the bat's ability to eating blood healing his blood disease for? To me, this is like the worst thing you can do. Basically, is with with a, super, a superhero kind of like sci-fi scenario like this, where it's well, it's not really sci-fi. It's basically just fantasy, right? like there's not really any real world basis for yeah. it is really trying to explain it with like real world science. Cause to me, it just comes off feeling even more stupid when you're like, well, no, cause it's yeah. Cause we took the organ and it's like, well, no, that actually makes like less sense. You kind of just need to keep it vague and then I'll fill in the blanks almost. But when you're like, no, yeah, I took the organ and it made me a Superman. What? The saliva makes you like a superhuman bat person. But why? Yeah. Why is it? Why is it? 
making you metamorphosize. Why? And I hate like the yeah the transfer back. Like he just like gets hungry and his face turns into the Morbius face. That's fucking stupid. I hate I hate all that. I hate like just on a whim. It's like I go back and forth, like the Hulk kind of thing, but less interesting. Because mm-hmm. like in the comics, he's just he's just a yeah. vampire looking dude. Yeah. Like that's all. That's the beginning end of it. He doesn't like go back and forth. He doesn't just sometimes walk around looking like a normal dude. Um, there's da- various points where like Morbius is like a n- rational, normal guy, like, and he's like a good guy, you know? Yeah. Where he can just kind of like chill and, and just like talk to people like normally, and he like s- continues doing science shit and whatnot. But you know, he doesn't. He still wasn't like turned back to a normal human-looking man. He's just like um, a weird, gross. Yeah, vampire. he just looks like a vampire, but he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm all right right now. Yeah. How did, how did that Matt? How did his friend Milo figure out how to, um, give himself the the uh, serum? Yeah, because it's like a kind of involved process. He has to, he has to go into his spine. In your spine. Like, there's like, what else is there going on? There's like all those electrodes on him. Yeah. Yeah, all those different things. I and agree. Why, why does he have? Why does he? Why does? Why, why does when he flies, it's all like he turns to mist? Oh my god! I absolutely despised that effect. That looks so the weird. Whole, the whole movie through, I I really had no no interest in like the whole smoky effect every time he goes somewhere. Yeah. So like, yeah, I I agree. That's that was the echolocation didn't make any sense because he's not making any noise. Right. Because because bat radar isn't like they're not fucking they're not sonar they're not a tank. And all actually no, all sonar is sound to emit a sound to have that sound return to you after a certain amount of time to gauge how far a thing is from you. Mm-hmm. You don't just stand in one place and go, "I can hear everything." That's just super. He just has really good hearing. Yeah. yeah. Then he flies somehow. What is, by catching the air currents? What? I, I, it's just it's endlessly dumb. The wor- one of the worst parts of this movie is when Matt Smith's character kills his mentor. And then Jared Little finds him and is like, he's, go get him. And he dies. He goes, uh, and he hears him. And then Matt Smith immediately kills his girlfriend. And then he's like, oh, my girlfriend's dead. And I was like, they just killed two people important to him in like less than a minute. Yeah, I, had, I was shocked. I had that same thought. That like I was shocked. that back. It was, I was like, well, then the girlfriend turns out to be a fake out. But, but that, that, that like seemed like it was supposed to be a mid credit scene. They left in accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> it just that happens is- and cuts away. It's like, wh- why is she a vampire all of a sudden? What do you? You can get the vampire disease? What, what are you doing? How come... Okay, here's another thing. How come he's a friend of the bats and Matt Smith isn't? I don't know. When he also has bat, bat DNA. He didn't embrace the bats? He didn't He didn't try? I don't... That's a very good point. I didn't even think of that, but yeah. Why do the bats eat him? Bats do just eat I, him. But that's, not, but that's not how bats work. Like, like bats aren't like piranhas. They can, they, they can eat creatures 50 times their own weight or whatever he's I a, guess so. They can, like, pick something clean, but then that's not eating blood. They're, like... Tearing skin and bone. That's true. Like vampire bats, like bite heels and like lick. They you, you don't even know they're there. It's well, at least smaller vampire bats. Not like, I don't know about Puerto Rican vampire bats. He doesn't even call them vampire bats. Doesn't he call them something else? Aren't they emperor bats or something? I think that might be. I think they're maybe they're empire bats. Yeah, it just doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense. What's this? They had like a really weird, like not love story. It's like I don't know. There's there's not a lot to say. I guess I think the only the last big part to talk about besides us just like rambling how much we hate this movie and how it's awful and not very interesting. It doesn't do anything new. Is the end credit scenes or the mid credit scenes? So there's two mid credit scenes. I got a couple more things. You got a couple more things? Okay. Just like I said, I I really hate the whole like really trying to go into the science of explaining it. Something about that feels very like early two thousands e superhero movie. 
not in a good yeah. way. I just it's fucking unnecessary. Like it just seems so stupid and like short sighted by Sony that in this fucking era where we have like twenty something Marvel MCU movies that have just fully embraced this the world and like every new movie introduces some new wrinkle to the world that just nobody questions, right? Just like fucking now we're doing Shang Chi and now we're doing that. It's like no one actually really gives a shit. People will just accept it if it's good. For them to just be like, ah, clearly we need to have a big science focus because he's a fucking doctor. It's like, no, that's stupid. It's very dumb. I, frankly, I would have preferred almost that it just be magic. And like, I know that um, yeah, that's that is Mo- Morbius's like thing in the comics and everything as well. Is that he is a living vampire? He's not really like a traditional like Nosferatu vampire guy. He he really is just like a human who has like done weird things to himself through science and like. Like all fucking Superman villains, he's a he's a misfit of science, right? That's what they're all about. They all just start science experiments going wrong, yada yada. But yeah, I don't know. I just couldn't be fucked with that. And then he's like, "I'm cooking up the cure," and it's like, oh, bro, who fucking cares? Like, so this part, of war, yeah, I, I give. I really feel like I give a lot of extra leeway to a film if I'm in the movie theater, just because I'm all about it. I love the experience. I have a good time in there. So like, mm. I've seen some real stinkers in the movie theater, but been like, eh, that's pretty good though, right? I had a good time with it, just because like. If I'm there, I'm more, I'm more like willing and and ready to like. Well, I want to have a good time here, because otherwise I have to face the idea that I've wasted my money. <laughs> I'm not just watching this on ho- at home. I can't just turn this off on of Netflix and switch to something else, right? I'm here and I paid yeah. for this, so I'll enjoy it. goddammit. it! But this one and Venom Two are like, they're just bad fucking films. Like, they're, they're just so interesting. Just when? the whole time. Never never before have I like really been watching the clock so much in a movie. Oh yeah, I gotta be careful. I, I just I knew how long this movie was and like at a, after like the hour mark, I was like, All right, what time is it? Oh, it's almost eight thirty. I'm almost at the end here. Like we're coming up at the end. It can't be much longer. And one thing I did notice is that when I went to, I saw Venom two and Morbius in the same theater, uh and when I saw Venom 2, it wasn't, I guess, more was open, uh, Venom 2, it was like a sold out. Like, if you didn't buy tickets, you were out of luck. Like, packed. It was a big theater, too. And this time I went, ton, like, I was the only person in my row. Like, there were tons of rows, like a, a smattering of people. And I was like, thank God, maybe this movie will make, this movie's going to make no money, and they'll never going to make it again. This is the same one we saw Batman in? No. No, it was a. it was the one... You know, the, there was a movie theater right behind the concession stand. Oh, so it was that the same, theater. The same oh, you know, yeah, same theater. Not yeah, not the same like screening room, but at the same theater. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't really. Yeah, it's so weird. That, yeah. I, I'll never understand how the first Venom made a billion dollars because I don't think that movie's very good either. And I think the second one's worse, but the second one clearly got by on like the goodwill. Yeah, I think it's just because it's like because everybody knows Venom. Like it's a, it's like a Spider-Man staple. That's if you got to be part of it, right? Venom is much more known more notable than morbius right yeah so the symbiotes and stuff it's just like and then you, you got anything else i, um, I kind of get these because well, that bothered me a lot do you have anything about the uh performances how, how did jared Leto do everyone likes, it was nothing like dogging on jared Leto because he's kind of the worst and he's fucking weird but he's been in good movies before <laughs> yeah um he's i don't know he does it like i don't think he's particularly atrocious it's just it's just like nothing. The script's bad, and yeah, the whole movie's just mediocre and and nothing. So he's pretty much just mediocre and nothing. Yeah, that was so weird. The scene of him and Matt Smith's character just hobbling down the streets of New York. I did think that was kind of strange. I mean, I think that's the point because like, he's like, "Let's go for a walk," yeah. and then they're just like very slowly walking on the street as like the crowd, you know, throngs around them. But I guess that's yeah. the point. It's just, 
I, I thought, I mean, at least Matt Smith was like, he had some energy, I oh, guess. Matt Smith's but... definitely the better of them. And part of that's just because yeah. he's the villain. So he gets to do like the villain stuff of like be kind of crazy and, and, and yeah, a bigger kind of like out there character. So he had a, yeah, more he did good with it. At, yeah, least. at least he did something well. I just, but he also, <sighs> he did the classic, like horrible comic book movie villain thing of like, well, one, he's just the hero. They just have the exact same powers, which is always fun. Lane. Yeah, and two, he just goes like full on evil, crazy for no reason, and he, Morbius just has to fucking kill his best friend, <laughs> his, lifelong, his lifelong best friend. Cool. Yeah, very neat. He doesn't really figure out how to fix himself, so he doesn't need to eat blood anymore. No, not not seemingly. And now his girlfriend's undead too. He he makes that second one because he's like, I'm gonna kill myself too. I guess he just decides not to during that fight. Fuck if I know. They didn't tell me, did yeah. they? In the film, I I I just don't get. Why drinking blood cures him? I guess it ties into like the don't explain the science, but it's like bats can consume blood. So if I consume blood, my degenerative disease will be fixed. Like what? What do you? What? What even is that? But I don't know. Whatever. This is a bad. Isn't it more so that like in doing what he did, he traded his one condition for another? I know, like, oh, no, because we do see that when he goes too long without it, he, like, gets all hobbly again. He reverts back, that's yeah. Good point. Well, so, yeah. there's Like I said, I feel like none of this shit holds up under this kind of scrutiny. It's just why you shouldn't try to, like, write actual explanations for this kind of stuff. Just leave it as vague as possible, because otherwise it's just like, what? what is this logic they're trying to apply? It doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, well, like, what are we even doing here, fellas? It's, it's so bizarre, the whole... Yeah, like you said, like, this bat anticoagulant is gonna fix my degenerative blood disease and but it also makes me superpower but now i need the blood i need blood again as if he's like a traditional magic vampire who is like feasting on blood for fucking supernatural purposes but it's like no it's it's not that it's literally just his condition means he needs to ingest human blood which is just weird because yeah, bats don't eat drink bat blood it, that's that was my thought i thought the exact same thing Bats don't eat bat blood, so when he's like, I need to drink blood, and I was like, okay, maybe he can just drink, and then he's like, human blood, and I was like, of fucking course it is, but why? Yeah. But realistically, yeah, it'd be why? too easy if, if genius Dr. Michael Morbius, rich, famous doctor, just bought buckets and buckets of pig's blood and just drank right. pig's blood all the time. That would be too easy for him, I suppose. It'd be a little upset, it'd be a little like, why are you buying all this pig's blood? But it's like, who cares? It's also dumb like, he's not, like, he's not doing... he made a fully, like, functional artificial blood. But then he couldn't use it. <laughs> like, that's silly. I mean, I guess it's like, what, yeah, I, don't what, I don't know why it stopped working. Is it because it's synthetic? I, I don't only know. Jack. I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm really trying to be like, well, if it's synthetic, it's blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to like break it down as if it is scientifically fact. But, um, but a, 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 a guy with a degenerative blood disease made himself into a vampire. So fucking who even gives Stuff a shit? Stuff definitely happens, right? Where like treatments for all kind of things become less effective as your body sort of gets used to it. So I guess it could just be that kind of logic but then like by that same token will he will like the full-on blood become less effective over time as he well? just dies till he's or he just to goes eat? fully like feral yeah actually yeah because it goes both it seems like sometimes it's the implied that like if he goes too long without blood he'll go feral and like big monstery but so or i guess that's if he drinks the red blood i don't fucking stupid dude. it's not clear they you notice they took out the i am venom line yeah, they changed the trailer. Yep. Which I'm glad because it wouldn't make any sense. They don't show that picture of Sp the poster of Spider-Man that says murderer. Yeah, they cut out all, seemingly all references to wider 
Spider-Man. Except for the Daily Bugle. Oh, that's true. And then credits. Well, yeah. Well, let's get into So the end credits are fucking awful. I don't like them. They're worse. They're almost as bad as the Venom one from No Way Home. Almost. Where in which Michael Keaton's The Vulture appears in a prison cell and says, hope they got better food here. And then they go, hey, we found this random ass dude in prison who has no social security number because he just showed up and he'll probably be released. Then he finds Morbius in his vulture suit and is like, let's make a team. I think I'm here because of Spider-Man. We need us guys need to team up. And Michael Morbius goes, yeah, sure, bro. Whatever you say. What? Why? Says, Sounds good to me, bro. You seem like an upstanding. You seem guy. like an upstanding citizen with your you weird mech your big suit, fucking scary vulture mech suit. I don't know why you didn't just like meet me out here in person. Oh, yeah. they couldn't get Michael Keaton. This is all just ADR. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's ridiculous. Like, I was, I, why, like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I got. I got a tidbit for you, Jack. You ready? Yeah. I almost said we should just shouldn't even bother seeing this movie because I knew we wouldn't like it, and ultimately it would be of little consequence. But last week, I saw all of these reviews mentioning the post-credit scenes and how, like, it was the it was the absolute icing on the top of this horrible, horrible cake, and like the the you know the all this stuff about how like the post-credit scenes were like as bizarre and nonsensical as the rest of the movie that they were like you know just just really crazy, and I was like, all right, well, I gotta see them, and that's part of the reason right. that I I really doubled down and decided we should go see this movie, and I would say I don't, I don't think they disappointed. They were pretty ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, you know, we could have done. We could have just watched them on YouTube should, instead. Maybe we should have just done that and not given them sure, our no, money. We wouldn't have lost anything. We, we, we would have gained back hours of our time and dollars. I would have played Elden Ring. <laughs> oh, and some money probably. We could have just pretended probably we saw it on here. Yeah, and who would have known? Who would have cared? I remember I texted you because I was like, I because I was like, I'm not sure if we said we're gonna watch this movie. And if I watch it and come to recording on Saturday and Zach hasn't watched it and I had to watch Morbius, I'm going to scream. <laughs> that would be very upsetting. But yeah, you're like, they're just, if we never, they're like, I don't like, know. Like on the one hand, they make quote unquote sense in the context of like, if you've seen all these movies, but then it kind of falls apart because if you think about it too hard. It's like, well, nothing in that, nothing actually in No Way Home would suggest this happening, right? Yeah, unless that's not how it It's works. not consistent with the logic of that movie. So really, when you think about it, you're like, oh, well, it doesn't actually work. And then you're like, it doesn't actually have any significance or relevance to the movie I just watched, right? And so it's just kind of like, what, yeah. but why? Like, what is this for? Are they really, like, trying to get, like, they're going to do a Morbius sequel with fucking Michael Keaton in it? Like, ugh. Like, what are you doing? Like, what, what even is that movie? What's, what's Morbius' story? Why is there just a shot of his girlfriend opening her eyes and her eyes are red? Mm -hmm. How I, does she get the vampire condition? Right? Like from biting him? Or from him biting why her? It, like why a traditional it? vampire kind of way? But if that's the case, how come none of the other why did no one turn into vampires? Exactly. Because he bit her neck and sucked like, out all her blood too. Like he went full on. Why is he it. flying with the bats around him? How is he flying with a bat tornado? I, he's got no wing. Like he's just like... I, oh, it's so confusing. Morbius again doesn't know who Spider Man is. There's no references to Venom, so Venom probably doesn't exist. Like, I just I hate Sony. Why do they make these movies? Why do just take it? Why the hell do they come? Like, here's the thing. I understand. Like, okay, we need to do our own thing. We Marvel's doing Spider Man for the time being. Let's do our own stuff. Fine. Okay. Cool. 
I get it. You don't want to be competing with yourself in that way. But there are so many Spider-Man adjacent characters that I would get to before. Like Venom is one thing. Venom's like a very popular comic character. I get it. Whatever. I, he's not my jam. But like there was a period in the 90s where Venom was like one of the most like um, sort of relevant like and iconic Marvel characters. But fucking Michael Morbius was never like Morbius the Living Vampire was never on that level. Like that I don't I can't oh, yeah. even. There, the, literally before the movie started in my theater. There was a little like clip from an interview with Jared Leto, and he was just like, "Yeah, I'm so glad to bring this iconic character to life." And I was like, "Shut up, Jared Leto. He's not iconic. What the fuck are you talking about?" Right. I've heard people being like, uh, making jokes that like, "Oh, Jared Leto's going the uh, the Ryan Reynolds route, where he made a bad DC char- character and he did a bad Marvel character. So he is redemption that fits him perfectly." I'm like, "Why?" Jared Leto. Here's the thing about that, guys. Here's a controversial take that I don't think you'll even agree with me on. I don't really care like i don't care about ryan reynolds's deadpool he's too in love with himself when he's playing deadpool yeah, like I, I, I will disagree with you i think those movies are i cool. don't like deadpool 2 i've never seen deadpool 1 don't like deadpool 2 not a fan i think what? that like bro it's just gonna be every week thing just every week you're gonna reveal <laughs> to me more fucking movies you've never seen what are we doing here we're gonna lose all credibility bro. <laughs> What do you mean you've never seen Deadpool? Why not? I just never got... Okay, it wasn't for anything nefarious. I just never got around to it. No, no, because it was R-rated and I wasn't old enough at the time. That's why. I saw Deadpool 2 like two years after it came out on like DVD at someone's You're telling house. me your dad wouldn't have took you to Deadpool? I mean, he might have if I asked, but I just never I just never thought to ask. It's like, oh, it's all right. I guess I won't see it. And I just... I don't even remember. When did that movie come out? The movie came out in like 2015, right? 2016? Sounds right. Yeah, I was like 15. <laughs> no, I feel you. I also wasn't old enough to go to our movies, but my dad took me. 2016. Yeah, I was, it was 2016. And my little sister. We all went to see it. Well, shout out Colin. We got to shout him out. We haven't shout out Colin in a while. Shout out we Colin. We all went to see it. We were all underage. Well, I guess I'm just, I don't know. Just I just never square. saw it. Just a real rube. Just but anyway, my, my point is that I think Ryan Reynolds is, is too in love with Why the fact that he's dead. Just, just, how about Because I don't want to love an actor, Ryan Reynolds. You just, you keep that energy for Jared Leto. Okay. The man of the hour. I'll, I'll attack whoever I desire. My name's on the show. My name's on the billboards, Zach. <laughs> Why? What did he do? No, I'd get on him, I guess. I just don't want Jared Little to do that. I don't I don't want Jared Little to appear anymore. I don't want to see him do superhero movies. Have him do whatever other movies he wants. I got wants. a couple memes just... I, I got here, Jack. Ready? Okay. So it's Thanos doing the balance thing from Infinity War and with the little knife. And on the one end of the knife, it's his worst Marvel movie. And the other end, it's his worst DC movie. And then it's Jared Leto. And he says, perfectly balanced. Does all things. Yeah, I really, okay, I always hate that it's this is technically a Marvel movie because it's in association with Marvel. I got Jared Leto, but he's Darth Maul. And he's got the one blade and his worst DC movie. And then he turns on the second blade. And it's worse than Marvel movie. <laughs> Good on him. I would almost say Venom Two is worse. I would than say this Venom Two is worse than this movie as well, actually. But people really purely love because movies. I hate Tom Hardy. As people Venom. love those movies for some reason, though. So I think this is getting more universally dragged. It has like an even lower score. Right. There doesn't seem to be mm. any Morbius defend. Well, I shouldn't say that because we talked about this. It still has a higher score than it probably deserves because the internet just has that effect on things. We're like. There's a bunch of people who just, for whatever reason, want to be different or feel obligated to be like, well, people are dragging this. They're wrong. I'm going to, sh- I'm actually, you know, uh, we've talked about this before. Everyone wants to go against the crowd and be, be right, you know? So there's definitely a lot of people who are like, actually, this movie's good. And you guys just don't, you're just blinded by MCU love and this and that. And actually, this is a good movie. It's not. I mean, it's a, it's not a good movie. No, no. But yeah. People, people are sticking up for this one a little bit as well, like they did for, uh, venom and they're uh they're misguided on both counts because those are both i mean this both 
both the tomatoes. I'm just looking around tomatoes right now. When I checked the other day, I think it was actually yesterday, it was at 15% with critics and 64% with audiences. The critic score has now raised by 2% and the audience score has raised by 3%. So I guess people like this movie. I just watched a review that said it's he's as brooding as Batman. What? No, he's not. Like, like, uh, just an awful, awful movie. And I hope we never see it again. I don't see brooding as Batman. He barely broods. Exactly. I, like I don't know how God. he is. That doesn't make any sense. Morbius is just like, oh, fuck. I guess I'm a vampire now. I got to kill my brother who became the vampire. Like, he doesn't have much of an arc. He doesn't decide to be like a superhero or villain or whatever. Like, it's the same thing with fucking Venom. Why are they insisting upon doing these fucking, like, anti-hero, quote-unquote, movies? When they could yeah. just as easily be doing, like, fucking Spider-Man Web- if they wanted. Yeah. I heard they're doing a Madam Web thing. I heard that as They've well. been casting for that movie recently. Which I doubt will be good, so who the fuck even cares? People are going to hate it, not only because it's it's going to have a lot of women in it, so people are going to be like, oh, women. I'll be like, oh, God, now I have to now I have to like not be like negative. I'll be like neutral at worst. <laughs> or else I get lumped in with these fuckheads. That really tells you a lot about society. It's a lot about our society. And also, before we get off of this, man, I fuck Ryan Reynolds. I'll say that, just for the minute. All right. Let's leave before you take us <laughs> a bigger hole here. Let's get back into Halo. Halo episode two. Halo. I like this episode more than episode You're one. I'll say. What are you fucking talking really? about? Really? You like this episode? It's just nothing. Like, this is squandered everything. Yeah. Really? It's just that's fine. Like, it's not horrible. It's just nothing. And, like, I've, I've, that's no. it. All my energy's gone. Damn. Um, well, you were really positive last week. I mean, not really positive, but you were, like, oh, pleasantly surprised. I, I think was that's a better word to say. And now it's, it's all gone. You've lost all your good Yeah, will. it's pretty much all, all of that. <laughs> Just like Morbius. It's funny. not horrible or offensive. It's just kind of nothing. I'm just like, this is fucking dumb. This is just like a generic ass like sci-fi. As in like the channel. Like I've seen a lot of people compare it to like sci-fi originals, as in like the you know the TV channel or yeah. uh, like CW shows, which is I think pretty accurate. It's just kind of nothing to this. That like the the grit and like intensity and kind of stuff that we saw in that in the first opening like whatever it was 10 minutes of the last episode with like people being torn apart by plasma bolts and Spartans showing up and beating the shit up elites and all that. Like that's, we have not matched that in the following 100 minutes. So, um, that's true. It's just kind of nothing. He's taken off his helmet. So goddamn much, which I really was not going to make like a big thing, but at this point it's just like in your face. I'm like, but why? Like it really has no reason at this point. Yeah. They're just kind of doing it to do it. Um, I did like that when we saw him as a young man. I was like, ah, that's how he should look. <laughs> that's how Master Chief should look. He's he's his head shaven and all that. That looks like a Master Chief. Mm-hmm. Not this not this fucking dude they got walking around now. Fuck that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, this this episode further cements my opinion that they should have made it about just a different Spartan mm-hmm. because he's just off doing all kind of like rogue adventures. Which are just so distinct. What is it that guy? What's oh, I really forgot his name. That his Spartan friend who escapes in the first episode, in the beginning of the episode, who he meets. That's um. I thinking back as you were talking, it is very bland. The reason I liked this episode was because Master Chief is just doesn't know how to talk to people, and I thought that was funny when he's just like, "I accept, thank you, thank you, small child." That is good. I accept your. I mean, that's on brand. Yeah. I would say. And he's like, "What's your?" He's like, oh, "Buckle up, hold on." What's your plan? Just sit down and all that stuff. I thought that was funny, but yeah, thinking back, kind of. Why does why is the guy? He, why is his old friend he meets up with so much older than he is? But they were both in the Spartan program. Shouldn't they both That's look a very, very good? Point. He should be like as tall. He should be as tall as Master Chief and like young, not yeah. like fifty years he old. He should also be huge. 
That's kind yeah. of the point. But he's like, yeah, no, the, if you just uh, if you just don't take the the red pill, the blue pill anymore, Master Chief, um, you shrink and all your bionic enhancements disappear. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I really understood that. Was he saying that he took it out or that he just ignored it? I think he took okay, it that out. That makes sense then. Yeah. They have all kind of get it like removed. They have all kind of like hormone emplacements. They have like a pellet on their um thyroid, which is like what made them get so big. They got all kind of shit like he's that. Get that fucked up arm. You can see all the stuff they did to us. Mm-hmm. All our treatments. And he's like, You think they're treatments fee? That's just yeah. Maybe it wasn't as good as I thought. Maybe I was blinded by that monicum of whimsy that I got from like, Master Chief. <laughs> like I said last week. The problem with this show is that you can't tear down Master Chief when he's not yet, like, when you haven't built him up, I guess, right? Yeah. It, like, I just, imagine that you don't know anything about Halo. You're just watching the show and you're like, okay, like, everything basically that you're getting about Master Chief is entirely secondhand, right? Mm. And you're like, okay, I, it seems like everyone respects him and thinks he's his badass, but, like, the only guy I see is all fucking conflicted and, like, dealing with an emotional crisis. Like, that's just not the... To me, that just doesn't make sense as the material for season one of your Halo show. Again, w- one more time, beyond the fact that, like, why did you feel the need to make a show about Master Chief when Master Chief is already the most thoroughly covered Spartan? This is a type of universe that has so much room to play in. Why did you feel like we needed to just do Ma- Master Chief again but worse, right? It's just so fucking stupid to me. It's like... It'd be like if they did a, one of the Star Wars Disney Plus shows was just like, guys, we're doing a show about Anakin and the Clone Wars. Eh? What do you think of that? I mean, would you like that? It's like, wait, what? What if we did an Obi-Wan show? Ooh. Wait a minute. Ooh. But no, like, I don't, I don't I'm, like, it's just, it's just fucking Darth Vader. Like, that's the thing I always say is people want, like, a Darth Vader show or a Darth Vader boo. It's like, bro, we have covered Darth Vader so thoroughly. Like, there's about 24 different Darth Vader comics and novels already. Taking that's you know, beside the fact that like Anakin Skywalker is the focus of the first three movies and like pretty heavily in the in the second, you know, three movies, like it's the same kind of thing, which is like, why did they if they wanted to tell their own story within Halo, they should have just made up some new characters. Then everyone's mm-hmm. happy. Then if you when you when you dog your show up, you're not ruining Master Chief at least, you're just ruining some other fucks. Yeah. Instead of ruining Fred, Kella, Kelly, and, and Linda, you just have whoever these goobers are. Vanek, Vanek Kai, and, and Riz. Kai. Who gives a shit about them? Like, Why are they taking all their helmets off, too? Yeah. They're walking out with their helmets as well. On. Everyone loves taking their helmets off. They need those. Those are helpful. Like he says in this episode, there's good shit in there. Like, <laughs> keep that on. It, it, it gives you good information and, and shit. Yeah. Also, I really hate in this episode that Halsey, I, so I said last week, I was like, I'll reserve judgment a little bit, remain to be seen, but she definitely doubles down in this episode as far as just being like, fuck them Spartans, I'll do what I want to them. That's very out of character, if you ask me. This whole like, I'm going to overwrite their fucking consciousness. They're just tools. Like what? They're, they're God, weapons. man. Like, those are humans. Even like the fact that um, Captain Keys had to be like, hey, guys, like, John is a person though. Like, we got to remember, like... <laughs> I get it all, but like he's a, he is a human being in there, and they're like, get a lot of this dude. Think, treat him like people. He's Spartan, a weapon to be. The Spartans are are human beings. You're like that was pretty fucked. I'm not a fan of Halsey. Yeah. That I mean, I guess that's intentional. But and then Halsey makes that clone of herself. Yeah, so she makes a Flash clone, and that's gonna be Cortana somehow. Um, which is weird. Like, I guess this is implying that smart AI don't exist yet in the Halo universe, which is that's way off, right? Like. I don't yeah. know why they decided to go that route, but um, 
in in like you know canon cortana is like a very advanced like next level kind of ai and she is matter modeled after um dr halsey's brain waves because that's how all smart ai are created right you like they're basically copies of a human brain and so it just so happens that cortana is dr halsey right that's all fine but it seems to imply that she's the first person to develop a smart ai in this way which is way off i don't know when i'll just do it real do a quick google here real quick but the smart ais are around for like a long time before the the games and before cortana like one of the on um on reach on their training facility right all the spartans one of their mm-hmm. teachers is a smart ai she teaches them like like book smart shit right like they have like you know military instructors there who teach him hand on like this is how you break a man's spine or whatever <laughs> but then one of their like classroom teachers who's teaching them like military history and tactics and philosophy like because the spartans are just like incredibly intelligent as well that's like a thing that i guess this show is not really super touched on yet but they're all like geniuses essentially as well like one of their enhancements is that they are smarter than normal people too so they're just crammed full of all kind of like you know shit they're very well rounded in that sense but so I, I, it's a weird change to be like yeah the smartest eyes are new and we're going to use them to overwrite the spartans brains like what the fuck? Yeah, we're just gonna make them not people anymore. That's fucked. That's it's the next on. stage of hu- They did a classic oh, line yeah. in a science fiction show where, where they say it's the next stage of human evolution. They did that in Morbius too, though. <laughs> they did. Fucking horrible. It's fucking horrible. That's not how evolution, evolution works. That's not evolution. That's just not what that is. Everyone knows evolution is when you wake up one day and you have angels. Yeah, everyone wings. knows that. Everybody knows when you when you're when you have sex with the demon and your son is a half demon man who can teleport. That's. Access that's of human evolution. Everyone knows human evolution is when your eyes are portals to a dimension of yes. pure of energy. Yes, portal eyes. This is what I've been saying. This, <laughs> the, the academy, they've been they've been turning me down. They won't they won't hear my project. Your, your portal's eyes paper. They won't hear my theories, Jack. But they need to, they need to see. And you see that they're written in crayon. They're written in. I wrote, them, I wrote my name on it. Everything. It's just like a crayon drawing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first smart AI in the Halo universe was created. You want to guess, uh, Jack? So I'd say before twenty, so we're we started twenty five fifty two. So I'm going to say at least a century before this, mid twenty first century in the Halo universe. <laughs> so like us. like thirty years of our history, yeah. So like they've been around for hundreds of years prior to the Halo universe. It's one of the ways that they've been able to advance so far, right? Which makes sense. Yeah, like, well, how is how's the UNSC been success as successful as it has been without fucking smart yeah, AI robots doing most of the work? Yeah. Fucking silly. silly. What also is cartoonishly, that's right, but like pretty full on, is that warlord that gets control of Madrigal and she's just killing people in a line. Why? Like, why is that even a storyline we need to like hold yeah. on with? He lifts up, goes, "Oh, a woman," and then sh- and like, well, we gotta have the evil guy do a, a super evil thing. Which I know we talk about on the show. Let the evil guys be evil, but like, that's the one thing we see of him. He's just killing people in a line. You're right. It's pretty. It's pretty like cliche. Like mustache twirling, bad, bad yeah, guy. Cartoonishly evil. <laughs> I'm going to kill the children too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that you're, you're bring up a good point. That's pretty fucking lame. That guy's nothing. It's like I can't. What? It's like they can't decide what this fucking show is going to be about. Yeah, I'm putting like, a lot of credit in that. Like a lot of, lot of, lot of lip service to that fucking thing. But then it's also like find the halo, win the war. Like, are you guys still doing that this season? <laughs> like. Because it seems like Master yeah. Chief's having a fucking existential crisis here. Like, you kind of got to address that before he, like, can just be proper ass yeah. again. And Master Chief's the chosen one. I for- We forgot to mention that. We didn't mention That's that canon, I believe. Is he? Okay, that is canon. I didn't know, I didn't know how canon that of was. Human. Yeah, I think that's canon. Okay. I find something real quick. Yeah, in uh, canon, the librarian hides seeds of 
DNA throughout humanity. And so it's just it's just like a um, coincidence, I believe, that Master Chief has that. Like, it's just present in any number of humans in the mm. modern day. Okay. Um, so it, it's not just him. It's just no, it's it. He's not. just one of many. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of few, maybe, but yes. Few, okay. Yeah, I think that's the that's how I remember it, at least. Um, there's like this, I think I, I think I talked about this a little bit last week, but like, it's part of the lore that all humans are so the successors to the forerunners, in a way. Right. So maybe some of them are just more so. Because there's that line in Halo 3, it's, it's a lot of, it's caused a lot of, like, debate. It's a bit of a controversial issue on the Halo fandom for a while, was this idea of, like, were humans meant to be the forerunners or the successors to the forerunners? Because there's a line in Halo 3 where the um, 343 Guilty Spark says something to the effect of, like, you, like, you are the uh, children of my creators, the inheritors to all they made or something. The, the inheritor to all they left behind or something. Like, you are forerunners. And people are like, oh, so humans are literally forerunners. But I think it's more of like a metaphor. Metaphorical, kind of like, passing of the torch yeah, kind of exactly. idea. exactly. A passing of the torch. Because, like, I, I, I brought this up last week, right? Um, humans in the Halo universe were meant to, like, be the successors to the forerunner and that they were to take up the mantle of leadership. So there's all that, that fucking shit at play, basically. Right, I mean, you got to have that kind of stuff at play. Oh, you got to. What's even I mean, you got to. Yeah. What's even the point if you don't? Another thing I thought was goofy is that scene where they have the three prophets, I think are their names, yeah, the and high the prophets. human, the high prophets, and then they're just like speaking in the dumb covenant language, and I'm like, this is the goofiest. Like they're just speaking a goof, and I was like, they got they got they made people just speak nonsense at each other. That's true. I thought was funny. because in the in the games, when we see the um. Like the the one I'm thinking of right now is that you see the Arbiter's trial in the beginning of Halo Two. They're just speaking English. <laughs> They're just speaking English to each other. No, it's not really addressed. No one really cares, but they just are. <laughs> they're doing like they have like accents. They have like alien voices. But they're they're just doing. Uh, they're, just, they're speaking English with like a they're like speaking human English yeah, with like a modifier. Yeah, exactly. So that is that is funny and kind of silly. They made those people learn fucking covenant um, language. Yeah. Sanghili or whatever. That is kind of fun. And silly. S- silly goofy. Well, and, that, and then they're going to send the, the human one. If we got some stuff about her because the Prophet of Mercy, right? Mercy is the first one yeah. we see last week. And she he found her and like rescued her and raised her and like taught her all this covenant stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's why she's there. But why? I guess because she can make the ring appear and that's why he took her. She probably has the same thing that um, yeah, Master Chief. Because I don't know why else she would keep yeah. them. Because they, because like that guy. Because they meet Pet on Fane. They do. They meet Pet on Fane. Yeah. He's just as crazy in this one. He's just as these guys. That guy doesn't have great teeth. No, he doesn't. I guess. Good yeah, I mean, he's he's found a niche for himself though. Yeah, hasn't crazy he? evil man. <laughs> he plays it well. Um, um, do we think what was like revealed was like? Do you remember I told you that? Earlier views of this show said that like there was supposed to be a like big. I think it's just that Master Chief's important. I think that's the big twist. There was like nothing where I was like taken aback though. Like nothing that like, even stood out to no. me. Do you think my thing was my theory was correct? Do we think that that girl's a Spartan? Because I thought that's what they're well because we literally saw her undressing. I was like, oh, we're gonna see all her operations scars, but we didn't. I don't think we really did. So I guess I was yeah. wrong. She probably could be a Spartan. That would make sense. I think I. You know what? I think it might be revealed that. The everyone who's in the oh no no that's not true then I was gonna say that everybody in the Spartan program can activate it like it doesn't like all the Spartans can because uh-huh. of like their their group but the Soren the doesn't. one who left yeah Soren doesn't that's even though he why is he fifty that's a good point I don't know maybe he's so he's way too old 
maybe he's take. Well, no, they're supposed to be old, er, ish, because the war's been going on for a long time. Maybe the difference is that he took out all his shit, so now he's aging more like a normal person, whereas Master Chief well, is not reduced aging or slowed. Yeah, aging? Actually, no, I could see this because like there would be periods where Master Chief would have been in cryo. There would have been shit like that. So that I I think it's it works okay. Right. I guess that's true. Cryo, Jack. That's the explanation. Cryo. Mm-hmm. And then he almost kills him, and then he's like, you gave me five minutes. Master Chief gave him ten, Master Chief. You should have just let him go. He was like your friend. What the fuck? Yeah, Jesus that Christ. That was a pretty messed up thing to do. I would, I would have to agree. Yeah, I don't know. This show's just going to be but We knew that, didn't we? Yeah, we really did. I just... Why? There was like no fucking action again in this one. There's like hardly any. They went to the the standard planet with no laws. Like the classic lawless, like fucking outlaw, wild west in space scenario. Yep, yeah, of course. Like, no laws, no government. It's like, well, then how are you? What's with? Why is anybody doing anything? Cool. Yeah, cool. That's just well, they always have. That's a class, like a sci-fi fucking stereotype. Oh, it always is. Of course. Hmm. Oh, he just leaves the girl behind. So I guess that's just done with. Yeah. Oh, is she just not gonna be? Yeah. Or, or are they gonna uh, like I don't know what what's going I think on. They might just be separated, which I honestly wouldn't. Yeah, I don't care. Like she didn't do anything this episode. She was like my planet. Yeah, she's she's no one cares. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with the characters. I really don't. There's not again. There's just like not enough of establishing who anyone really anyone is. To be honest, to like I, even Halsey, like. You don't get a sense of who she's supposed to be, really, before you're just, like, throwing her into, like, oh, she's got all these fucking machinations in the background. She's got all her own plots and plans and systems. It's like, okay. Like, and the, the exposition, so clunky in the show at times. Like, when they're in that meeting and the one admiral or doctor or the fuck it is, she's like, you wrote papers on this exact subject on which you just spoke, did you not? Yes, indeed, I wrote several papers on such subjects. Yeah, as I, I recall, I in the papers that you wrote that I read, you said this, this, and that, didn't you? Mm, yes, I did. Or yeah, when she's like, "I don't understand," and then there was just like a pause, and they cut back. I'm like, "What? You just, don't say that. Say something good." Yeah, I didn't like the line where that general lady who doesn't really like Halsey, he gets manipulated into doing it. She's like, "Well, we got this thing," and I thought that was kind of. Funny that when good the, that she, like maneuvered that situation in her yeah, favor. And then the when the other the, like uh, the daughter of that higher commander is like, why don't I get more money? And she's like, stop trying to manipulate me. I'm I'm tired of it. Shut up. I don't care. Goodbye. I'm like, no. She seems. I like her the best. I think she's the most. She just seems like I just. I'm just trying to win this war, guys. Everybody's manipulating me. We got a a loose super soldier. We didn't talk about it last week, but they changed Miranda from being an officer to being a doctor. Weird. I think because it doesn't, tra- it's like the exact opposite because like in the canon, right? His mother, her mother abandons her as like they allude to in this show, right? She doesn't have a good relationship with her mother because her mother's all like, I got to fucking take care of all these Spartans. Fuck you. Um, and so like she follows in her father's footsteps because her father's their only present parental figure and she becomes a commander in the, in the Navy, right? But in this one, even though her mom sucks, she just becomes a doctor like her mom. I mean, maybe it's not so simple as like, I, I, my binary choice is my dad's job or my mom's job. But <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like that's kind of kind of what happened here, right? Yeah, Why would she become yeah. a doctor? Especially when she's like, fuck, this, all this bureaucracy is like bogging me down. Like she could just be out there blowing away Covenant with a big fucking ship. What the hell? Blowing straight to hell. Especially because like 
spoiler, <laughs> um, when Captain Keys dies in Halo 1, she's like his successor, like character-wise, right? She comes in in Halo 2 and fills the role that he did, like as a character. Like she's the new mm-hmm. captain of the ship and she's always like, Master Chief, you you crazy son of a bitch, just might work. <laughs> oh boy. Given that coming up back their bomb. He all Master oh, Chief, yeah. you. Yeah, after he gives them back their bomb and he like smacks into the side of their ship, she's like, ah, oh, that kooky Master Chief, come on in. <laughs> Get down in here, you you, you nut crazy guy. You so and so. Here's another thing. Why isn't Sergeant Johnson in this? What the hell? Put Sergeant Johnson in this show. He's like the best character. Because well, like, then then the show would be watchable, and we can't have that, can Damn we? It. What is wrong with them? What the fuck? Jack? What are they doing? They also mentioned they talk, I, they I did like how they mentioned, but I feel like it's gonna shoot him in the foot. How they're like, yeah, Master, we can't we can't kill Master Chief because he's like our fucking best guy. Like he's a he's not only is he like a valuable battle asset like we talked about last week. He's also like important for like morale. <laughs> like yeah. he's the one to stop them. So we can't kill him. And I'm like, but he's like going off he's going off the reservation here, guys. Like he's not on your team anymore. He doesn't like being a Spartan. And then Dr. Halsey's like, "Don't worry about your memories. That's not important. Let's this." It's like, "What what what are you? Why is what what are we even doing here?" I don't know. I'm I'm sick of this. All right, let's attack into the 94th Academy Awards. They were last Sunday for Best Picture, Jack. It was none of the movies we watched. <laughs> nope, it was Coda. <laughs> Which I'm sure is fine. An uh, Apple streaming service movie. Yeah. Because Apple's making movies, and now I can't watch them because I have to buy Apple's. I'm like, I'm not going to buy it. But I wanted to watch the Macbeth movie because it looked kind of cool. Yeah, that's one of the ones I've held on on as well. Is Apple? What is it called? Because once I'm getting once I'm getting Apple, I'm all is lost. Yeah, it's just you, yeah. I, how many am I meant to have, Jack? How many services the bubble man be expected? To I was have? talking to my brother about this. I really think this bubble's got to burst, and I think when the bubble bursts, I think Netflix is gonna die out. I've I've been saying this for a while now that Netflix is towards the bottom tier for me. I think point. it's running on um purely on like like goodwill, mm-hmm. which they squandered like it's running up by raising prices. <laughs> Yeah, and canceling every third show that everyone likes, yeah, or and making the worst thing you've ever seen. Like it's incredible. Some things they make are like this is the best television, and then some things are the worst things you've ever seen, like film. They really just like are are so sporadic with it. They they just literally seem to have like a throw everything at the wall kind of approach. And it sometimes it seems to do okay, and sometimes it does not serve them they, very well. Or they spend like or they go into debt trying to keep friends, and they lost the office, and they lost friends. They have Seinfeld now, I guess, which is something. Like so much of their their like success is apparently based on these old ass shows that they're not making at all. I, I don't. I'll never understand their model. But, um, I digress. I think so. This was the first Apple TV, uh, movie, of course, to ever win an Oscar. I think it's the first streaming movie in general, right? So, I think so. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll watch that at some point, but we didn't yet. Um, the biggest, most winningest film at the Oscars this year was Dune. Yeah, it won. Cool. It won like sound. Uh, hold on. Let, let, you know, let me bring it up. Let's be accurate. All right. So, um, Coda won three awards, including Best Picture. Yeah, it was the first film ever distributed by a streaming service to win that award. Dune won a leading six awards. Wow. So good for them. Yeah, I can't believe that was the biggest piece of news to come out of the Oscars this year. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And nothing well, else ever ahead of us, Jack. So Dune won. Best of, oh, okay. So this no, this is a good one. There's some good stuff in here yet. Give me a minute. Um, Hans Zimmer won best original score for Dune. That's cool. Um, it's, that's the cool. One he's ever won, which is kind of surprising because he's like 
He's like a preeminent guy. He's like second only to John Williams. Williams. He's, do you know what his previous one oh, was? No, for? I don't. I feel like I should, but I don't. The Lion King. Ah, I should have known. But he's. Also, I knew it was something. No, sorry. It's, I should. I just should have known. Yeah, he's also has noms for like. Um, here we go. Rain Man, The Preacher's Wife, As Good as It Gets, The Prince of Egypt, Thin Red Line, Gladiator, Sherlock Holmes, Inceptions, Interstellar, Dunkirk, and Dune. None of which he won, other than Dune and Lion King, which sucks. But what are you gonna do? But he's done a lot of stuff. He did a. He has a lot of the um, DreamWorks stuff back in the day. He did like Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron, which I think is good. He did Rodel Dorado. I mean, he's great. He did, and yeah. everyone loves fucking Hans. What am I doing here? But good on him. Yeah. He, 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 you may as well get another one. I think doesn't John Williams have the most of any man living, <laughs> or maybe any person ever, as far as I Oscars? Don't know. He might. I mean, he, he every time he does it, it's a certified. Every time every song he makes is a certified banger. So oh yeah, insert. Flaming piano meme here. Yeah. Uh, so what else? What other Oscars did Dune win? Um. Well, I just wanted to say, uh, "No Time to Die" from "No Time to Die" was best original song. Absolute banger. I don't know that song. I think I, I don't know if I know that. What are you talking about, Jeff? What are you saying? <laughs> Get out of here. Go home. God damn. I am home. Damn you to hell, Jeff. It's not a good movie. I'm what sorry. are you talking? Oh, now you're just. Um. Dune also won best sound, best production design, best cinematography, best film editing. Best visual effects. I would agree with all those picks. I think Dune deserved those on all those fronts. Too bad the story sucked. I wish fucking Spider-Man No Way Home would win something. I hate it's never going to win. It's best visual effects. It's always some lame-ass bullshit that yeah. wins best visual effects. It's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Cruella, bro. Cruella won best costume design at the Oscars. Are we kidding? Is that a joke? Is that a prank that someone's pulling that's, on? That's clown stuff. I mean, come the fuck on. Best visual... Oh, I already said that one. Uh, you know what's a good one? Uh, Samuel Jackson got an honorary Academy Award as a cultural icon whose dynamic work has resonated across genres and generations and audiences worldwide, which is uh, good. I did see that. I saw the acceptance speech where uh, Denzel Washington presents it to him, and, he's, uh, and he thanks Quentin Tarantino for his characters, and he thanks the guy who does all the wigs for giving him hair. That's good. He deserves one. I, I was kind he's of surprised to hear he'd never gotten one before, so good for him. Good for him. Um, he's great. He's in a lot of... He's, he's like I a, to believe he's 73. Oh, yeah, he's getting up there, and he's still working a lot. He, um, yeah. yeah, he's definitely like, you know, he's had some duds over the year because he just puts out so much work, but he's got some like, you know, some real standout like nerd culture kind of roles, right? Yeah. It's Star Wars and your Marvel and your Pulp Fiction and Jurassic Park and shit. But then he's got some, he's got some truly like great. He's got Django. He's got that movie where he, um, he's being, he's being defended by Matthew McConaughey. He's his lawyer. He's in that movie. Nope. I don't know the movie's name. If I heard that, I don't know the movie's good. I've seen parts of that movie. He's in, he did Snakes on the Plane. It's just, it's just a classic. One of his best works, but sure. Well, it's, 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 it won't, it's most well known, I guess. He's in Die Hard 3. I, I do like Die Hard. Die Hard 3 is pretty good. Oh, he's a villain in Unbreakable. That's the, he's Mr. Glass. That's true. He's in Jackie Brown. He's in 8, eight for 8. He's in... Are you talking uh, uh, Time to Kill? Is that the movie you're talking about? With Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. It might be. It probably yeah. is. Oh, he's in The Incredibles. Oh, how could, how could we forget? I mean, he's in so much That's stuff, it's hard to even track. My goodness. He's in Goodfellas? What? I didn't even know that, to be totally honest. He's in The Other Guys? He's in Goodfellas. I love him in The Other Guys. I got he's it. very funny. That's one of my favorite parts of that whole movie. That makes the whole him movie. Him in The Rock. <laughs> you think what I'm thinking? Think of the bushes. There goes my hero. It's kind of ruined that song for me, because whenever I hear that song, that's all I think of, is fucking Samuel Jackson and The Rock just diving off a fucking building to their deaths. He's also in um Kingsman. He is. Kingsman. 
He's in King, King Kong Skull Island. That's true. He's good in that one. He dies. He's like a. He's like I can't let go of Nam. I lost he Nam. Represents Nam. He's in Paws of Fury: The Legend of Hank. Oh, all right. We don't need to just keep listing uh, Sam Jackson movies. We probably get the point right. Uh, Encanto won Best Animated Movie. That makes sense, right? Do we? Yeah. Um, Belfast for Kenneth Branagh won screenplay. Um, Coda won Best Adapted Screenplay because it's based off of a French film, I believe. Um. Oh, best supporting actress was um Ariana DeBose, who was uh fuck. She was uh oh she was Bruno's. Oh no, not Chino, not Chino's. That was Bruno, right? His her sister's Bruno. Yeah. Her brother's Bruno. Fuck's her name. She was Anita in West Head Store. She was good. Just good. Say that. Checks out. She, I will say, you know what always frustrates me, Jack? Maybe what? I'm too much of a maybe I'm just a dumb, dumb idiot, stupid man. That's very possible. But I always struggle with the idea that like there's such a, there can be such a like a uh, uh, disconnect between like the different movies that win the different awards in so far as like best picture, best director, and best screenplay were all different fucking movies. And it's like, no. what does that fucking mean, really? Like, am I, you get what I'm saying? Like, so maybe I'm an idiot, but it's like, well, so if Coda was the best picture, but like its directing wasn't the best and its screenplay wasn't the best, what about it was the best that yeah. like brought it above? And to, and to make it even more confusing. Coda's uh one of the people the person who won best supporting actor was in Coda. That's true. He was the first deaf man to ever win an Oscar, which is fun. That's true. But then like, yeah, best screenplay was Kenneth Branagh, but so I guess like for Belfast. So does that mean Belfast didn't have like the directing or whatever to back it up? But then fucking what, what is it? Yeah, um cinematography is was Dune. It was a whole different one. So it's like so what? Power of the Dog had the best director, but the fucking what the acting and the cinematography and the screenplay all let it down. Otherwise, it would have been best. But it's like, hey, do you get what I mean? Maybe I'm an idiot. But like, oh yeah, something that always stands out. He's like, what? It's a bit of dissonance. Yeah, there's a bit of dissonance there, and it feels like it's just like, well, we need to spread out the awards, don't we? I mean, here's the thing: the Oscars is all just fucking nonsense, right? It right. Literally, we get, we get, um, everyone, all the fucking stupid Hollywood rich assholes, all just vote. So it's not for their friends. Not, exactly. 100%. There's no like impartiality to it. Not everyone in Hollywood is even necessarily like fucking smart or like really up on like, you know, being in a movie doesn't mean you know a bunch about film. And I know I'm, Jack, don't get me wrong. I know next to nothing about film. So right. I wouldn't be good in the Academy either. I'm just saying like it's just anyone and everyone's there voting. What the fuck do they all know? Right. Pardon mm. me, Jack. But like, what is what does Jay-Z know about about the Oscars. Why is he voting? Why is Beyonce? Yeah. He makes music. He's a music guy. Let him vote for the Grammys. For the Grammys, I bet. But I, I mean, hey, if Jay-Z was like, this is the best thing, I'd be like, hey, man, you know everything about music. You're a musician. I very much respect your opinion. You're quite a successful musician. Yeah, but I wouldn't. Here's the thing. Wouldn't, I wouldn't hire my mechanic to teach me how to make an omelet. I wouldn't, would I? I, I no, you wouldn't. That'd be insane. Just to what you're, what you're best at. Yeah. That applies. Stay in your lane, really. So uh, I have the Oscars. Better like maybe just maybe just act in the movies and not vote on which ones are best actors. Yeah. Hey. And hey, Brad Pitt. And don't Brad tell Pitt. us your political opinions because we don't care. Yeah, that too. But Jack, you alluded to it earlier. But all of this is basically bullshit. Nothing nonsense because no one could give a fuck because something much more interesting happened at the Oscars this year. Maybe the most interesting thing to happen ever at the Oscars. <laughs> Is that, uh, oh, yeah. Will Smith, I mean, everyone knows this, but Will Smith walked on stage and, and slapped Chris Rock for a joke that he made about S Jada Pinkett Smith. Smacked the shit out of him. Pretty crazy. Pretty full on. As of, like, yesterday, or maybe it was today, um, he resigned from the Academy. They're, like, 
They opened an investigation. They're probably um, going to take away his Oscar. They might take away his... Actually, I think they already said they will not take away his Oscar because they still think he won and he did get the most votes. So, like... I guess that's I true. I mean, it kind of makes sense on some level. But the thing they have said is, like, yeah, there's... We probably should have, like, taken him out. He probably... Apparently, I heard... Leave after that. I heard that he was asked to leave and refused. And they like, all right, and they let him stay. Oh, and they were just like, well, fair, uh, fair enough. Understand. Fair play. Nope. Well, you got me. Because, like, <laughs> it's... It's kind of wild that 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 he did that that he just smacked Chris Rock in the face. Thing to do, like, and I've seen a lot of people say like, you know, there's a lot of takes flying around as you can imagine. But all people are saying shit to to the extent of like, I've seen comedians say stuff like, well, like this is our job. Like it's kind of upsetting this idea that like you make a joke somebody likes doesn't like and they can just come up and like physically assault you. Like that's kind of mm-hmm. that's a step too far, right? Oh, absolutely. Even like an even more serious note, I've seen people be like victims of abuse and stuff are like, yeah, just casually like attacking someone like that and then getting away with it. Right. And especially like some of the language he used in his acceptance speech afterwards where he was like, you know what? I just I loved her too much. I just couldn't handle myself. You know how it is. And he was given like two standing ovations and shit. It's not. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I really I mean, it's, it's I think it's. Pretty universally <laughs> agreed at this point, though, but like, yeah, not a cool thing yeah, to pretty do. Pretty awful. Not like. It's just it's one of those things where like, I also don't think he should have won Best Actor. He was up against Denzel Washington and Andrew Garfield. Much better actors than he is. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed that um, 3090 didn't win anything. Or wait, what the fuck's that movie called? Tick, Tick, Boom. I love that movie. I've never even seen this. It's a good, it was a good film. I liked it a lot. I'll never watch it. I bet. Um, you've never watched half the shit, so it doesn't surprise me. I've plenty of shit. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it was very cool. You're probably right. Like, it feels like one of those things where maybe it was like a, well, we haven't given him one before. We better just throw this one at him because he's been up for before for, I think, better roles in better movies. He was up for best actor for Ali and for The Pursuit of Happiness. Both of which, yeah. uh, better, better films, better performances. Oh, and he said some stuff afterwards, too, on like Instagram. He was like, yeah, I just love my family. Just like uh, Richard Williams loved his family. What are you going to do? It's like, oh, that's don't don't invoke the dead man's name in this. Come on. That's not cool, right? Like, don't don't be bringing them into this. Like, don't bring. They didn't know you were gonna smack people. Yeah, right. Like, okay, you you acted as a guy in a movie. Let's not. Come let's on, not get crazy. Let's, also, your wife cheats on you, so something like. like oh, you, sorry. Richard Williams is not dead. <laughs> My bad. Alive. He's still alive. My bad. Still though, don't invoke his name to be like, oh, well, yeah, I just can't help it. Just like he can't. Like, wait, hold on. He didn't slap anybody. Yeah, he, just, he like just did a lot for his children, his family. Come on. You don't get to you don't get to like co-op that. Like, yep, he made me do it. <laughs> he made me, the ghost of the ghost of a still living man made me assault another man, a man I've known for years. That's it. That's the crazy thing. I think like I don't know. Maybe we don't need to get too far into it, but I feel like this wasn't really about the joke he made. I feel like it, it was about what you just alluded to. The whole like. People have been making fun of Will Smith for like years now <laughs> over uh, him and his wife's relationship and like the 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 absolutely out of pocket stuff she'll say about him and their relationship online and stuff and like her show where she'll just like share like details of their relationship just for fucking everybody. It's 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 weird. I mean, I guess I don't know what they're about, but you're like, why are they? Why are they together? Yeah, I've seen I've saw one interview where uh, Will Smith said that when his father was in like uh, like getting really old, he like took care of him. And he th- thought about at one point pushing him down the stairs, like in his wheelchair. And the tweet was just like, "We got to stop interviewing these people." <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, like, like it's exactly like, what the fuck are you talking about, Will Smith? Will Smith, what the hell? Why would yeah, you say that? 
It's it's upsetting. Uh, I got tweets I saved. Do you want to hear any? Sure. Rattle them out for me. So I got um got a couple here. I got Jada is gonna let Will Smith watch so hard tonight. Good for I him. I saw that one. That's fucking so funny. <laughs> I got uh, Will Smith saying he wants to be a vessel for love. Fifteen minutes after hitting a guy live on international TV, and then getting a standing ovation is just an incredible summation of what Hollywood's all oh, about. Yeah. I saw I saw like Jim Carrey was doing an interview for Sonic Two, and they were brought up to him, and he was like, "I was disgusted seeing that." I agree. Don't assault people. I think that's generally a rule that we can yeah. all get behind. Have you seen this? People have found clips of him on like a talk show in the 90s making fun of a bald guy. I did see that. And I think that yeah. is like an issue. Not, not to get too much. This isn't really our wheelhouse here, Jack. But if you'll allow me a moment to, to proselytize to you from atop my soapbox here. I love it. There's something to be said about like everyone's. A lot of people seem to take it very seriously that he made a joke about his wife shaving his hair, her hair. But then like. I feel like no one has a problem with making a bald man the butt of a joke, right? Like, yeah. that's, that's been, like, proven to be quite a traumatic experience for a lot of men. It's, like, losing your hair, right? Like, just like women, a lot of men, like, you know, rightfully so, can take pride in their appearance and, like, their self-image. Like and then when you lose it all, that can be upsetting. Like, there's a reason there's, like, an industry around it. It's not just because men are, like, vain and fucking losers. Like, there's something to be said for that. But, like, how many... We've all seen plenty of jokes about, like... Dudes wearing toupees or being bald or being fucking Mr. Clean yeah, or whatever. All, most of George Costanza's jokes in Seinfeld. Yeah. So, like, I think there is something of a double standard at play there, if you'll, if you'll allow me I to would say. Have to agree. Um, yeah. I agree. This is a good one, and this one's pretty accurate. <laughs> the debate over that slap and the joke is, and the apology is going to consume the next three weeks of discourse. You're going to hear takes you can't even imagine yet. <laughs> which I have seen. Oh, yeah. People have managed to spin this into every which direction. I've seen people. I've seen up. Racism and sexism and and classism and ableism like it's they've gone down every every route you could imagine. Oh, yeah. I've seen people be like, well, people ask the question if like if like Ricky Gervais made that joke, would Will Smith have hit him? I saw at God was it it was either the BAFTAs or the Golden Globe or something. Um, Rebel Wilson was one of the hosts or presenters or whatever, and she made a joke about Will Smith's. Will Smith and her relationship, I believe. People said the same thing of like, would he have slapped her? Like, I don't know. It's, it's interesting yeah. to think about. Because like, if, if he had like, let's see, let's be honest. If he had, if it was like any woman comedian, no matter what, if he had if Will Smith had walked up and smacked her, he would have been out fast. Yeah, that's definitely like definitely true. He would not have won that Oscar. I think that he would have been quote canceled, as the kids say. But as always, I saw the Oscars are awful. Oh, this is a good one. This was on brand for me. You're not going to appreciate it, but. Says, wait, you're telling me the catcher for the Dodgers did what at the Oscars? Holy shit. That's a little joke because the Oscars, the uh, Dodgers catcher's name is Will Smith. Who are the Dodgers? They're the, oh, they're the curling team, right? You're just doing this to, no, 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 we're not doing this. Um, Dude, this what guy, am I doing? I'm just asking a question. This guy says, but if you just did to me what Will Smith did to Chris Rock, there's no way in the world I'm not just taking it and not immediately saying, my wife, in a Borat <laughs> voice. That'd be quite the comeback. Because if he sat down and was like, keep keep my wife's name out of your mouth. And he was just like, my wife. I, I, I think that was should have known immediately because he's like shaking and about to cry. Clearly very upset, not anticipating that. I saw people say there's, he could have hit him with any number of comebacks. That would have been pretty good. I saw someone yeah. say he should have just been, been like, wow, you're kind of cringe, bro. Man, tough crowd. <laughs> that that would have been pretty good. Um, This the, this lady says, uh, only the most annoying people on the planet could find a way to make the best thing to ever happen at the Oscars a serious issue worthy of discourse. And that's kind of what I feel, just to summarize this all up here at the end. Uh, the thing about it is that, like, 
you can you can go come at it with all these different like societal slants and and different issues that apply to this and and are around it and there may be some validity to all that but at the end of the day these are not normal people these are insane like millionaire hollywood celebrities yeah, live in bubbles they live in their own little world that's pretty much distinct from ours in any way you can imagine as evidence not just by how like you know will smith acted but then like like as we were saying right the fact that like everyone there still applauded him <laughs> gave him a standing ovation when he accepted his thing and everything like the way that so many people seem to be like content to just be totally nonchalant about it and be like nah this is fine this is totally cool yeah, chris rock deserved it clearly that much money and that much privilege and and like power just kind of makes people fucking weird i feel like we've seen it time and time again also they're like scientologists or whatever so fuck all that <laughs> yeah they're, they're, yeah they're all like just weirdos who are like so high off their own fumes they can't even see straight right. what is it but did you see i saw a bunch of articles that chris rock's ticket has like shows has like have skyrocketed I did see that actually, bill yeah. burr actually made a comment about it because on his podcast he like did a misdirect and he talked about how uh, quest love made a documentary that won an oscar and he was like yeah it's a really great documentary i was like really like a drummer turned director won a documentary and he did all this stuff he's making all these jokes and like not dressing it and all he said then was uh oh i'm really gonna buy chris rock's tickets when he comes to town and see his show i think chris rock's great as like a comedian. oh he's very funny hilarious Good for him. He's that old '90s wave of comedians with like Adam Sandler and stuff. He's, um, yeah, yeah, I, I did see that. His is like the first time he's gone on tour in like five years, I think. I saw, and now his tickets are selling even better than they were before. So good, good for him. Best thing that happened in his career in recent memory. Probably, yeah, all I do is take one slap. That might be a worthy trade-off at the end of the day. I really do feel bad for him though. Like I said, more upsetting than anything is the fact that they just let him sit back down and continue as if nothing happened. Because clearly he's very shaken and taken aback of like, wait everyone here is like happy to just let that happen and like now i have to continue on like just pretend like we all didn't just witness this like i just gotta be like oh um okay i guess that's what we're doing here <laughs> like, I, you know what it would have been baller if he just went you know what see you later and left i don't care who won the award frankly i'm gonna go <laughs> you know what? i'm gonna go home and people who won't slap me and then walked off stage so i'm glad he's getting a little bit of uh vindication out of this i saw you also he he uh Decided not to press charges, so that's that's nice, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be a, a, as big a man I'd probably, in that situation. I'd probably but press charges. You're definitely getting... Because, like, you can't even deny it. You're on stage. Oh, not only are you a comedian at a talk show, you are in, on national television. So, like, you're just going to win. Mm -hmm. There's no way you lose. Because you also have Hollywood lawyers, which are the worst, schemiest, backstabby lawyers. I guess he's trying to preserve their relationship or something. Good for him, I suppose. I suppose. Did you want to finish off with your science topic, or do you want to save that for next week? Um, it's not very long. It's just like a little fun little All right, thing. Akatech. It's like Akatech into uh, real quick Jay Science Corner. Uh, in Tanzania and Uganda and some national parks, they've observed tree-climbing lions. Lions who climb into trees and hang out, which is not something lions do. And only, those ki and only the lions in those specific areas do it, and not lions throughout Africa. So they find it interesting, and they think it might be like a weird pseudo lion culture thing where they like some of them do it and they see the ones do it in that area and they all kind of do it in one area you tell me the lions have society not quite society like lions pseudo society Jack? they live in a fuck society it, fuck it lion society i mean they kind of do with prides and stuff so Bro, yeah that's crazy i didn't know the lions lived in a society all, too. it's all just society it's society all the this way is down like the 2019 film joker <laughs> 
Yeah, I do feel like Joker from the film Joker. I'm just like Joker from the movie yeah, but Joker. A, but a, a big da- a possible danger to this, as someone might think, is that lions are real big and not meant for climbing. So if they fall out of the trees, they'll just get hurt. They'll hurt themselves. <laughs> like they'll just like break bones and di- or dislocate shoulders and just die in the wild because they can't. You know, there's no lion hospital. Like I would do if I fell off. Yeah, a if you fell off a tree, instead of going to the hospital and getting healed, you'd be eaten by wild African dogs. That would be yeah, tough. the worst. Well, dogs. But yeah, that was my fun little science corner. Not too much to it, oh. but you know. Do you think you'll bear witness to those lions? I think so, actually. Yeah. They're going to be in the place I'm going to be in Tanzania. That'd be sick as fuck. If you can see some tree climbing lions, man, what a time. What a time to be alive. Of, yeah, honestly, though. See, like, why do lions not climb trees normally? Because other big cats climb trees. Because they're not, they're they're built too, like, broadly. They're not like, like, leopards that climb trees mm-hmm. are like, um, their back muscles are different because leopards don't like, because lions are built in the way to take down, like, wildebeest. So they have a lot of dense muscle and they're real big. So it doesn't allow you to agilely climb something like a tree. Because you have to like, you know, be more ready to jump around or have like thin, be like a smaller body shape, like a leopard. Can't lion or tigers climb trees though? I, th- I think they can, but tigers are bigger. I no? think they can. I don't remember. I always mix up how big. I'm fairly. I'm like pretty a, certain that tigers are the bigger, the biggest, the largest big cats. Tigers, biggest cat. Let's look that up. If I could spell any of the words right. Yep, the largest living cat species. Oh, this says tigers can easily climb trees, but they seldom do. So maybe it's the same with lions. Like they're definitely capable of it. It's just not a thing. Yeah, they can't, they're capable of like obviously they can do it because we've seen it. It's mm-hmm. not like there's like a new species of lion. They can do it, but they just don't. Probably because the kinds of trees they're climbing into are a certain kind that are have low trunks that are really thick to support their weight because they're also very heavy. So like if the tree branch isn't thick enough, they won't be able to get on and stay on because it'll just break into their enormous girth. I do know that um cats are better swimmers than people give them credit for because like you think of that stereotypical like house cats or afraid of water or whatever but big oh, cats, yeah. tigers are great at swimming. swimming oh yeah leopards jaguars they love swimming and good f- you know what? jaguars are good for him i say god bless god bless. <laughs> that's right jack god bless with cats gosh they're scary though big cats are like the scariest animals well that's not true crocodiles i don't know i don't know like crocodiles are less agile they're bigger but i feel like they have easier weaknesses to exploit I feel like a, I guess that's. I true. feel like a tiger is like my physical equal or physical superior in like every way. <laughs> no, no, physical equal. That's good. Fight a tiger. <laughs> they're my physical. Like I feel like I might be more agile than a crocodile because like they have that whole like zigzaggy. They're not like because they're like long and low to the ground and well, all. They that. can get higher. Yeah, but like I can do that thing. Like um, see the thing is, Jack. In my imagination, at least, I'm like fucking uh. What's your name? Bolt? No, no, no. I was gonna with the. The crocodile oh. ring. Oh, Steve Irwin. Oh, uh, Steve Irwin. So I'll Steve just get Irwin. on his back and close his jaw up. And they can't do that. They can't open their jaws, right? So I've got them. And then I can, I, mean, yeah. I just get a little twine or whatever and tie it right up and they're stuck. And then I've won. Whereas a tiger is huge and uh, agile. You're going to need more twine. Got, I'll need much more twine at the very least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They have claws and like teeth. Like they, they got both of them. They're, they're horrifying. They'll get you real good. They're camouflaged. Yeah, they're not yeah, but, uh, but if a, but if a uh, crocodile gets you, it'll death throw your li- limbs off. Yeah, that's, that's in the water. That's true. Don't go near water. Definitely in the water. I wouldn't. That's true. If I was in the water, I'm, I'm assuming this this confrontation is taking place on land. But yes, in the water, the ti- the uh, the croc or or a gator, whichever one, frankly, it makes no difference. <laughs> they <laughs> they will kill me certainly. That death roll will get me real good, real real good. They use that on like much larger animals than and I. They, for too much That's success. Right. So, eat, some, some video of it's just like a, it ripping a zebra's face off while it's still alive, and the zebra tries to run away with its face missing. <laughs> that zebra doesn't have a zebra hospital to go to. No, no zebra hospitals. That's tough. Zebras are mean animals too. 
Everything in Africa is kind of mean. All the animals. They're there. all mean to each other so they can all survive. All survive. Yeah, That's what I say. It. Everything in Africa is trying to kill every single, everything else in whatever way it can. And it, Sometimes and it nature, works in a way, isn't it? That's all of nature, don't That's you think? Uh, definitely, yeah. everything is even the plants. That's right. The plants are trying to kill the animals so the animals don't kill them. It's just a big circle. It's of a life. big circle of trying to murder the next guy. Really, more, frankly, it's almost it's almost like a circle of death. You could say. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. And on that pleasant note, Jack, let's let's close it out. I couldn't say it better myself. So thanks for so much for listening. As always, you can. Find us on Twitter at Akatech Jazz and at Gmail at Akatech Jazz at gmail.com. That's Jazz with J A Z. You can listen to us anywhere you find podcasts, uh, like such as like Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Our logo is on my friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can find him at inkocean.jpg or Redbubble. Our intro was done by friend of the show, Celery Salt. In June, you'll have more information. Wait. And as always, we wrote it, we produced it, we built all the sets. Say goodnight to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night. And Godspeed.